<laughs> I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. Like a doll's eyes. I love this town! Hello, city! Hello, citizens, and welcome to City of Geek Podcast, episode <laughs> five. Hello, citizens. I don't know, something. A city <laughs> filled with people. Just, Four sure, of us. Sure. We're in a city. We're in a city. So that... We're that's, in a city of geeks, so... We're we, we are the city of geeks. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about our, our favorite childhood movies and kind of everything that goes along with that. Uh, today is just uh, me, Bob. And Kim. And uh, Cody is not with us today. Unfortunately, he's unable to make today's uh episode re- recording he's don't worry he's still with us and he's gonna be back next time we we do hope um <laughs> hanging out in graveyards somewhere <laughs> not uh, six feet under not six feet under <laughs> just yes. hanging out in graveyards uh so in which we're yeah we're gonna talk about our favorite childhood movies mm-hmm. and uh how that relates to everything and before we get into that i wanted to see what your thoughts were generally of what we're considering childhood compared to anything else is there uh i mean i'm i think I think I'm thinking more specifically uh, because my family definitely had a very loose definition of what a childhood movie could be. There's a reason I saw Friday the 13th for the first time when I was like seven. (laughs) Um, So I'm thinking movies that are geared, uh, children and family primarily. Ones that are are, uh, not necessarily ones that you watch as a child, even though... We watched some fairly, I mean, I don't know. I watched some fairly inappropriate things when I was a kid. One of my notes or questions to ask later on was uh, was about, like, things that you did watch too early that you probably shouldn't have watched until you were older. What is too (laughs) early? (laughs) Well, it's like what Mitch Hedberg said, uh, you know, any book is a child's book if a child knows how to read. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which, funnily enough, when it comes to answering that question, I was going to bring up that my wife had uh, read The Color Purple at six. It was, like, one of the first, like, novels she read a little bit. Too early, and yeah, if we wanted to get into anything about books or television, we have we have that. Option we have there. we have options. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll but I'll, I'll let you stick. I'm gonna try to not derail like <laughs> I am very good at doing. I'm gonna let you stick to your list of questions and um, answer in an orderly manner, as orderly as I'm capable of being. But um, yeah, just going back to the, the first question we were talking about of like where childhood uh, goes into this because I was uh, when I was approaching this, I was trying to think of where that line changes for me because. More of like what I was watching as as a kid and what I watched over and over again. The VHSs I watched a lot because yeah. we are both in our thirties compared to are we? That, what, Bob, how dare you? Well, uh, sucks that we don't have Cody here because since Cody is ten years younger than us, so what movies that he might have gone to as a child might be different than what we did because so we're the Cody same is age a and... lad of fifteen because we are. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am barely at now. Yeah, yes, we are twenty nine continually. Yeah, like, it's like how long have you been fifteen? <laughs> <laughs> More years than I'm willing to admit. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think the idea of what you'd watch over and over. I also, for me, there is that element of what used to air on television mm. over and over. That's definitely on my, my yeah. Because of- there was some movies that uh, I Tremors always comes to mind. Yeah. I watched Tremors <laughs> so many times growing up, and it, even though it's a, uh I mean, it's horror, but it's it's, it's horror light. It's, it's horror light. It's, it's it is family friendly horror. It's maybe not something you should have seen when you were like six, seven. Came out nineteen ninety, so when you're oh no, so I had to have been at least oh I was like ten probably yeah. the first time I saw it. I remember the first time I saw it, it was came on ABC 
as a fam- movie of the week that week. And my friends and I all happened to watch it. Yeah. Coincidentally, the next day we were all talking about the worm movie that we had just watched. Because it's not, it's not gory. No. Uh, it, the, any of the effects, it's mostly with the, the tremors, with the worms that you see them getting like, you know. Gooey. Gooey and, and gross. But it's, it's not a particularly bloody movie. It's not a particularly graphic movie. It is... Uh, I don't know if it's... I it's think it's PG-13. Probably PG-13, mostly Maybe for language, PG, though. Yeah. Because edited for television, it's easily PG. And so uh, that was something that, even though I, I don't know that it would be considered a kid movie, it's not... It's a, it's a, like a late kid movie. It's something you'd watch again when you're like 10, 11, 12, pretty safely. And, and I wouldn't feel weird about showing that to uh, any of my friends' kids who are on that age. Um, yeah, yeah. But looking at strictly like kid kid movies, um, if we're ju- are we jumping into that? No, or it's we- like, no, it's whatever age like because I think most of my list is PG PG thirteen that weren't directly like kids movies. Yeah, like even like the first movie, like the very first VHS that I owned that was like, well, I'm pretty sure I had you know I know I had some that I got as gifts, got as this that mm-hmm. were the first thing I remember someone handing me one saying this is yours was. Uh, was for the movie on the back of my phone case, which I'm showing to Kim here, Ghostbusters 2. Oh. Uh, I must have worn out that VHS. Uh, I had a neighbor who got a copy of it that she gave to me that had, like, Coca-Cola on it, and occasionally it popped up, this is property of Coca-Cola. No copy, no sharing. Oh, wow. I did various scenes, and I don't know if how she got It was around the same time it came out in VHS. So right, it wasn't yeah, like yeah, yeah. Here's this movie in theaters. It's not like, like that. Yeah. Um, but that was a VHS I still own. Probably the only one I've owned from that long. It's in a box upstairs uh, in, at my house. And it's... I watched the movie over and over and over. I, I actually, because of that, I probably like Ghostbusters 2 more like Ghostbusters 1. Yeah. Even though I know Ghostbusters 1 is a much, much better movie. Uh, but sometimes it's what you see it. first, too. Like, I, I have... Uh, I have a weird affection for Short Circuit 2 because I saw Short Circuit 2 before I saw Short Circuit 1. I've only seen the second one because that one used to play on TV all the time too. It did, yeah. And and so, and I, I think we taped it off TV so I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I used to watch it because it is, again, there's some language stuff but most of those, most of the jokes that aren't appropriate for kids go over their heads. Exactly. So any of the really inappropriate stuff, in retrospect, it is horribly racist. <laughs> Like, I don't uh, remember much of it. I haven't seen it probably since 1990. Mostly in the casting. Because they have, uh, what's his name, playing... They have, like, a white guy playing Asian playing, guy, right? Playing, yeah, playing the Indian character. Um, but you don't... I mean, it's sad to say you didn't think that at the time. I wasn't... I, I think it, when I was a kid, I think I didn't know. I didn't know he was white. I was, yeah. you know, I was like... Again, I was probably eight or nine when I first saw it. And I... It didn't click with me. It wasn't until I was older and I think I caught it on TV. I was like, oh, oh that that's, work. <laughs> that's inappropriate. <laughs> but is that one, like, if my memory serves me of being slightly more kid-friendly, but you think because of the robot and the first one kind of, like, working that way that the series maybe became more friendly for families over time? Like, like kind of the difference to going from Terminator 1 to Terminator 4. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and and there's I- other movies that did that, too, where, like, the sequels are more... Kid friendly because that was their their demographic. One, well, I also feel like you have to look at time period because uh, I I mean I I remember watching movies like one of my first VHS tapes I remember having that was a yeah, not taped off TV but I had one called The Three Lives of Thomasina and it was a Disney it. it was a Disney movie from probably the I don't know the fifties maybe. Um, and it was about this girl and her cat. 
And uh, same thing with like Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Some of these older Disney movies have some really like scary stuff in them. Which um, is fine. Kids are going to take that. That's, kids can take kids that. Kids like darker stuff, and that's what Neil Gaiman's talking about all the time. Coraline but, people were saying, what are you making this for kids? Like, Because it is for kids. But I feel like there's been a shift. Like, I feel like kids of our generation were really hardcore with that. But as you start to get into kids more of Cody's generation and above, you saw a shift away from some of these darker movies. Because uh, a lot of the... A lot of the Pixar stuff, a lot of the Disney stuff. I mean, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, they went as dark as they could in or- and kept it a Disney movie without... The gypsy will fuck me or I will kill her. Yeah, I mean, pretty I'm, much. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the G word. The, the Romani woman <laughs> will fuck me or I'll kill her. <coughs> I mean, but the Hellfire song, yeah. like, that's dark and that's... It is... It's 90s 90s. Very sexual. Right? So, like, for, for kids who were our age and watching that like i saw that in theaters um it was it was intense but i there's been i feel like more of a shift away from that kind of again that that adult tone to a movie uh not that and i i think you're starting to see it it swing back uh because you have a lot of now um, people of our generation who are, are having kids and, and making movies for the kids and wanting them to enjoy, and that's why we're seeing like, I mean, another movie that was I was obsessed with as a child, The Dark Crystal. Yes, that movie, I was maybe one of my favorite films when I was younger, and I I I could I'd never get tired of watching. I have it on DVD because I love. I will occasionally pop it out, and they're making a a sequel to it, uh, or prequel something something. Like they're making something to it. And so you're seeing this, this, it's not just the nostalgia. I think it's this, we grew up with this kind of movie and we turned out well enough. Yeah, 80s fantasy was, was a lot darker and a lot of 80s kids yes. fantasy get that. Labyrinth is still pretty light, but still has some elements in there. Mm-hmm. Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron, uh, yeah. A whole bunch of, uh, like the 80s is, is Secret nothing. Secret of Nim. So yes, exactly. Dark, or uh, not Dark Crystal, uh, Last Unicorn. Oh, yes. I still haven't seen that. I need to watch it. Anyways. I have it on, I... Remind me. I'll give it to you before you leave. I have it on on DVD. Well, I mean, if I have a VHS of that sitting around my house, I, just I, I had it. <laughs> I had it taped off TV, and as an adult, I bought it because it's another one that when I'm watching my friends' kids, I have a, a handful of movies that I watch as a kid, and I'm like, look at this thing, and they like it. I I had a whole conversation with my friend's six year old about the Red Bull because she found the Red Bull very scary. Is there something in. Uh, last unicorn. In the last okay. unicorn, the, for for those of you who are familiar with the last unicorn, you know you'll you'll understand. Like the Red Bull is creepy. He is scary as a monster. He's very scary, uh, and she got really frightened of him. And it led to this whole conversation about reality versus fiction and storytelling and real monsters. And and it's an animated movie. I'm like, it's it can't hurt you because it's a cartoon. There's not really a Red Bull that's gonna chase you into the ocean. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. You know that within the first few minutes of the movie, you know what's going on. So um, I, I do think it's too bad that when I was five and six, I was watching things like that. Last uh, Unicorn, The Dark Crystal. Your parents section, they show you uh, Watership Down. Uh, oh, look at the bunnies. Look, there's bunnies. <laughs> Here's this in the Plague Dogs. You're having nothing like Richard Adams, you know. <laughs> dark stuff like some of my friends kids at that age they're watching lots of the like the barbie direct to you know sophia the first still these these very and there's nothing wrong with that but i think 
having having exposure to darker themes younger helps you because it doesn't mean you don't have those emotions when you're a kid having an outlet for that and growing an appreciation for um more mature themes like kids are smarter than we give them credit for yeah, and learning that stuff before the world god smacks you with it exactly like that's why we said the fairy tales mm-hmm. uh the which is dark shit stuff like yeah which over time were edited out edit motorized a little bit but you still have that and now you force that's also swinging back but no this is the real grim's fairy tales yeah this is the real story this is the real thing for that or Roald Dahl just turning all that on the side, too. <laughs> uh, Roald Dahl, which, who, you have to appreciate whoever edited his books, because he was a horrible human being, and he hated children, and the stuff he wrote was actually really, re- they weren't meant to be kids' books, but uh, whoever, I don't know, his editor, or somebody who read one of the first ones he did was like, this is, we if we change all these, you could market this to kids. But it's a, he has a very cynical world look. World yeah, I read Matilda recently, and uh, so how like, did it hold up? I haven't oh, read it since fine. I was like, a kid. Yeah, you know, it's approaching it in, in that way, but it's it's fine. Like what's funny, <laughs> I think it's well most well known now for being in the movie and it's being re readapted by uh, mm. by Netflix mm-hmm. uh, here soon, along with a bunch of his other works. So I think it's funny with that because it's so anti filmed. Yeah, uh, it's, it's anti anything but book and. It's well known for being a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really well made from from Dan DeVito. Yeah, um, yeah, and Andrea Perlman. And, yeah, and he. Well, I think he directed it too. Uh, oh, I didn't realize he, yeah, that. Yeah, he made that. He made uh, War of the Roses. All sort everything he's done. And he directed um, oh. that's Smoochie as well. So he's directed a lot of dark comedies. That that's kind of his wheelhouse. One well, and, and, I mean, uh, I think it. It helps. Like the the stuff that's really adult, the kids aren't going to understand. And so, uh, I think about, we may have talked about this before, The Giver. Yeah. There was stuff in there I didn't get until I read it again older. And you develop a new appreciation for it. But it doesn't mean you didn't love it and enjoy it when you were a kid. There's just a nuance you're going to understand as you get older. Like, I haven't rewatched The Dark Crystal in a while. And I'm, I'm looking forward to rewatching it before this the, the new, whatever, whatever it is, series, movie, whatever is coming out. To, to kind of see how I look at it differently. Um, but... Uh, uh, because there's things that... that not, not saying oh, adult humor, more just adult, more adult themes. Adult themes, that yeah. You don't know, yeah, you don't know as a kid that... And a well-made product can go to both levels. Like, yeah. I, I hate when people are like, well, I don't watch kids' movies, I don't watch animation, I don't watch Pixar. It's like, do, have you never seen a Pixar movie? Yeah. Besides Cars, which is a whole different thing, usually they're about sorts of crises that people are going through like up and everything went on with him oh. and, and but the, up made me cry made everyone cry if you didn't cry you don't have a, a heart you don't have a soul yeah or in and out the or, Toy Story uh, movies are all it's so much about existentialism and yeah. <laughs> like what? they're approaching their own death in part three and then they get rescued uh, but I just watched uh, I just saw the new Wreck-It Ralph movie I haven't seen it yet so don't spoil it I won't spoil it but man it it hits there's a lot of it's i mean it's a kids movie but it's not a kids movie so it's not the emoji movie with a disney sheen no it's, the plot seems kind of similar it's really it's really really not if anything it's it's a show or it's a movie that i think anyone who has a child especially a child who's getting older should go watch because a lot of it is about being able to let some or i mean not exclusive to child but there is this kind of idea of of letting go that you need to let somebody 
go and be who they are and and it it's not a bad thing yes um that's and, uh, often the theme of, of pixar i can't think of the top of my head but oh like finding that, nemo yeah has a very yeah has a very similar element to it uh and so i i it's it, well the muppet show i mean the muppet show was something that adults would watch and get some of the again some of the innuendo some of the the more adult jokes but kids watched it because it was fun and there's puppets and chickens and you attract him with this and you throw this other stuff like i was uh a lot of the jokes i last time i watched the muppet show was about i don't know five six years ago but they're just simply references that you want to get like yeah i was just thinking of the, all the dancing sequences where you just throw them back one uh one liner to each other but it's like it's like uh do you like kipling i don't know i never have yeah. it's, you know that's not it's not that's not a dirty joke or it could be if you look at kipling <laughs> that way but more about <laughs> the writer but the kid's not gonna brother kipling is. no no uh, well, I mean, uh, the Looney Tunes used to be the same way. I mean, they they would be covering material that uh, uh, they have the whole Barber of Seville spoof that they do. Like a little kid isn't going to understand the reference necessarily, but then later on they're going to hear the melody and recognize it. Uh, they yeah, had know a, it first from this kid. Thing. Yeah, it's Matilda came to visit. Um, they uh, uh, they did a spoof on the Scarlet Pimpernel, which is a, a book about the French Revolution. Like it's it's awesome. The it's it's planting these seeds. What when Animaniacs did that? A yeah, lot. It's one of my favorite shows. Well, yeah, it came out in, like ninety three. So when I was like you know twelve. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we're eleven. But there's a whole uh, apocalypse now. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. And they always do Dennis Hopper in there. It's like, hey man, gonna 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 freak out when he sees you, man. <laughs> and it's like, oh, later on I watched uh, Apocalypse Now. I was you know, older. I'm like, oh, I remember that from Animaniacs. And then I went back and watched that episode. And but they, that was nothing but sort of yeah, you know, so many that stuff. Warner from Warner Brothers has uh, you know references and jokes and mm-hmm. uh, impersonations for people that. That adults know if they're familiar and they're watching the show, but you have adults writing it and smart adults writing it. Who are gonna want to slip those things in? Fingerprints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I I used to watch. Uh, I believe there's in incoming cats. Hello. Um, I used to to really like the show Wishbone. I've been watching that. Yeah. Yeah, it was cute, and they they did all of the little dog was dressed up, and they put him in the books, and and I would. And I was a little older, I think, when it was on, but I still enjoyed it. And part of it was that I would uh, sometimes find the books that they were talking about. I'm like, that sounds like a cool book. I'm going to go look for it. And I'd go to the library and get that book. And then after 40 pages, like, this is really big for me. But no, that's I, I was reading, what it is. Yeah, I was going to say, I was I was more the, I was reading stuff pretty advanced yeah, by that I age. Was, so, right, so, yeah. And the, but even then, I read a lot of the uh, the classic illustrated versions, which they cut it down to that, added like a photo every the few abridged pages. or whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which then later on I read the real versions, but he said the gist of the, the whole story. Oh yeah, it's 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 all about introducing. I think, uh, well, because even you know, I've bought for my nephew some um, like little silly Shakespeare books that it's obviously not the text of Shakespeare. But it, it's, you know, some of it's using his stuff for counting, and some of it is just basically the story with some pretty pictures. But you're, you're, you're introducing them to these concepts, and you're introducing them to this so that they, as they get older, they're like, I remember this. Now I want to read more. Now I want to see more. Uh, and I, I think that that's a 
good thing. It's encouraging curiosity. It's encouraging a, a desire to, uh, particularly classics. There's a reason a lot of these classics are classic. Going back to everything there, um, <laughs> if you were to just go to a nine-year-old Kim and say, mm-hmm. what's your favorite movie? What would nine-year-old Kim answer? Nine-year-old Kim would have been firmly in her phase of uh, the summer she spent watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory every day. Uh, I was or obs- the Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm thinking about because, well, and I think about <laughs> the, the book too because I read yeah. the books first. I read all of the the Roald Dahl books when I was little. Um, I was obsessed with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I was absolutely. I could have. I could recite the whole thing, and I spent right, a go. summer. We got an hour and a half. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Start making me sing, and that's never a good thing. Um, but. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, we taped it off TV, which is most of our collection of movies were stuff we taped off TV. Because VHS is used to be expensive. Yeah. But you get the EP ones and you save like three movies in a row. Yeah, exactly. Half my collection when I was a kid was just that. And uh, so many, so many friends just have the wall of VHS yeah. tapes of stuff that they taped off of stuff. And then you watch the real version later on, it's like, huh, it looks different. Like what? Willy Wonka, there's a couple scenes that like that up aren't Charlie, in, and there's mm-hmm. something with the computer yelling at people. Like yeah, that's I never saw until I watched it on DVD. I'm like, huh? Because they edit for talent. Because <laughs> it's a long movie. Uh, but I also enjoyed the vintage commercials. Uh, but there was also at nine year old Kim, there was a lot of awesome made for TV movies that were were happening. Like um, there was a version of Alice in Wonderland. Oh, with uh, Carol Channing? And that had the yeah. Jabberwocky in it. That which, scared the hell of me as a kid. And I loved <laughs> it. And it, But it was one of the few kid versions that had the Jabberwock. Like, a lot of them cut him out. I, the Disney version doesn't have it. Um, and so I used to, I was, obs- I'd obsessively watch that on VHS. I had the one DVD if you want to watch it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that in years. I'd love to. I'll bring it by next time. Nice. But I, I, I remember seeing that one on TV and then it, there's a, scene in which she opens the door and there's the Jabberwock there and just scares yeah. the shit out of me. I had nightmares for like weeks Cause he, I remember him and again, I, I haven't seen him so I remember as a monster him being absolutely terrifying. It doesn't, it's not as much as an adult but I can see why young me got upset. Like, the couple, uh, the last episode uh, which we talked about uh, are uh, non-Halloween, Halloween movies. Right. Um, we walked about Garfield's Adventures um, yeah. and I watched it, you know, on Halloween and we were watching it, and Allison's like, yep, it gets to the pirate ghost at the end. It's like, I see where why you were scared as a kid. Because until then, it's like, it says something that it's last minute and a half, but the yeah. first 20 minutes is goofy, and there's just one sequence. But it's it's funny the way little things... I Because part of what I vividly remember is it would storm. Like, every time he appeared, it, it got, like, dark, and it felt like there was wind blowing, and that's scary as a little kid. Uh, there was the the boogity movies, which I think we talked about uh, briefly with in one of our podcasts. That those had run on uh, it was boogity and Bride of Boogity. Yeah, they play on Disney. Yeah, uh, Fuzz Bucket. Uh, they they had all these like hour long. Maybe they were two hours long, but I feel like they weren't a full two hours. Uh, specials, Sunday night movies, and I loved them. Um, yeah, Fuzz Bucket. I loved Fuzz Bucket. I think I, I went through a period of naming all my stuffed animals Fuzz Bucket. <laughs> uh, Escape to Witch Mountain. We were watching that a bunch as a kid. Uh, Apple Dumpling Gang. Like That was always on TV, but I never, never saw it. I never liked that one as much. I was, uh, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. That was, that was one of my, like, vintage Disney go-tos. Because you had, 
the Leprechaun King, because the whole thing is that Darby O'Gill has the Leprechaun King and he captures the Leprechaun King. Um, a very young Sean Connery. Sean Connery, but the Banshee, there's a Banshee in it and it's terrifying. Uh, and it was, uh, again, and it was ghost story. It was a ghost story. You had that supernatural element, but, uh, I, yeah, I loved a lot of the vintage Disney movies, the movies from like the sixties and seventies. Um, there's a certain feel to those and my list doesn't have a lot of those on there. In fact, I even noted, uh, that <sighs> I watched a lot of Disney movies, but none of them were like my favorite, like rewatches yeah. over and over again. Like that wasn't the VHS that we had. Like we had a couple here and there, but most of ours were more of the Spielberg, Goonies, mm, Indiana Jones. E.T. kind of thing, uh, too. Of course, I still haven't watched E.T. Um, you still haven't no, watched E.T.? No, but wow. here's a, it arrived from Netflix yesterday. Okay. I'm watching it this weekend. Okay. <laughs> uh, it would be a childhood favorite if I probably watched it then, if, right? <laughs> uh, the Indiana Jones ones, that's a good example, again, of, of ones that were... I watched those a lot as a kid. And they are, for the most part, pretty family-friendly. Because uh, even the... Indies romances are more kind of suggestive yeah, as opposed to being more, yeah because they kiss and they fall asleep you know? yeah and yeah it's hinted that like uh, the the line in, in Last Crusade where um, he said well Dad how do you know she was naughty she talks in her sleep yeah I always uh, until as an adult I took that as or until as a teenager I took it as they were all in the same room because they're traveling together right not that she was sleeping with both yeah. of them <laughs> and it's it's that and that's just it if a kid's not gonna get the line. Then it's fine. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be scarred by some of that stuff. Um, like maybe Donovan turning old real second, or everyone melting. But that stuff. Yeah. It's, even then, it's like it's quick. It's light, and yeah. I think half the time I watched these the first time was with my parents. Yeah. So they knew what was coming, or knew certain things I might not be able to handle as, mm-hmm. as a young kid. Uh, but then again, my, as I said before, my mom always is clear over what's fake, what's real. Yeah. We talked about how movies were made, uh, so I never had that much like. Even that, even as a kid, I wasn't completely nightmare filled. Even if I just men- mentioned Alice in Wonderland, giving me the nightmares as a kid. <laughs> but for the most part, like stuff like that didn't bother me. It was cool yeah. to watch, and yeah, Indiana Jones were made for like the in the style of, like the twelve year olds going to the movies in the in the in the forties uh-huh. and watching the serials that later watched on Mystery Science, then they ripped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, and one that I watched. Uh, I, want, I remember, I think my brother got it for a birthday party or something, and so it was maybe, I didn't, the first time I saw it, I didn't appreciate a bunch of the jokes or the references, and I was a few years older when I saw it again, and I did, was the Bill and Ted movies. Yeah, those are amazing. Um, I, and they hold up, too. They're, 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 they're fun. They are smart, stupid movies. Yeah. And they're, and again, when I was, I when I first saw it, I was a little young to understand some of the history stuff, um, but it, it, they, they hold up. They're fun. And, uh, again, language is the big thing with a lot of those movies. There might be a little bit of questionable language, just a little. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I remember watching... I was addicted for a while to the old Zorro TV show. Cool, cool. Because the Disney Channel ran yeah, the, it. Yeah, Disney played it all the time. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think that one of their treasure collections is the is the Zorro show. I think they made it. it. Yeah, and I and I I, I used to again. I, I think some of it was if I'd be at my grandparents' house, my my mom's parents had Disney Channel, so there was a lot of stuff I'd see at their house. Like I loved uh, I loved the book Treasure Island when I was little. 
And I watched the Disney adaption, which I liked, but it wasn't like the book. And there's a Charlton Heston. It's like a two-part miniseries that aired on TV or something. Maybe it was just one part. Anyway, um, of Treasure Island. And I loved it because it was really accurate to the book. And so when I was around 9 or 10, that's when I started noticing, like, this is not like the book. And and wanting everyone's a critic, even on your. I I did I it, but it, it's I would gravitate towards because I I first read Pride and Prejudice when I was probably twelve or so, and uh, when the um I'd seen the old version of it from I don't know the nineteen forties. There's one every like three years. Yeah, so. but I, and it was like it was fine, but it it wasn't like the book. And when the BBC did their like six hour, uh, Colin Firth version of it. I was obsessed with it as an early teenager because it was so accurate to the book. So I went through this weird period where I got real judgy of movies and their adaptions if they gravitated too far from the the novel or the source material. I've kind of gotten past that. I care less now than I did when I was a teenager. You see how structure works and how things move. Exactly. There's a reason why. I mean, you can't release a six-hour miniseries to movie theaters. (laughs) So, like, that's never going to happen. They can um, try. No. They can try. They can't try. That's, that's the whole uh, ring cycle in opera has it. So they don't do it that often for that very re- reason. You are just living your best life, Miss Matilda. <laughs> this is, uh, she is, she's in, enjoying being the, cat, the podcast cat. Yes. <laughs> but she is named after the book. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What was nine-year-old Bob watching... That he couldn't uh, couldn't get enough of. Well, besides Ghostbusters, besides two, Ghostbusters uh, two, it was so much of two things. Uh, the first, besides that being uh, being Batman, the Tim Burton one. From oh, all right. That was something that we also wore out many tapes on. Uh, watched again and mm-hmm. again. My friends and I actually um, filmed our own little like twenty minute version of it. Nice. Uh, in, in my friend's basement. So there's uh, <clears throat> a lot of my photos and stuff from my childhood are long gone, but if I can find it, there is uh, makeup as me as the Joker. Nice. Um, you know, even as a kid doing bad Jack Nichols prison, dad, bad Jack Nicholson impersonations. You know, mm. There's a name for my pain. That name is Batman. <laughs> that sounded more like Dan <laughs> Crawford just doing his hover. <laughs> I, I can do a decent Jack. I'm not gonna. I probably won't come out right now. Cause being recorded so we'll, we're gonna find a time to release it uh maybe to our youtube station can you do your full jack nicholson makeup job as well like Perhaps. if we ever start a patreon account then that can be something we send out to the to the patreon people we do my jack nicholson makeup 30 years later yes and i will do my rendition of i want it now complete with uh a goose that lays golden eggs goose. i want to i want to lay golden eggs daddy no. I sing that song all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, from whatever reason, it's like, this thing, I want to do this, and then it goes, and I want the world, I want the whole world. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we watched uh, Batman so much. Like, Batman Forever, not Batman Forever, Batman Returns is still my favorite Batman movie. Um, I don't know if so much that is nostalgia, so much of that is simply of when I watched it. Because I watched uh, Batman, Batman Returns again a few weeks ago. Right. Uh, and they, they still hold up. I still love the hell out of them. And that's also... Movies that were parents were like that's too dark and did, well McDonald's said that's too dark so that's why we end up getting a more kid friendly version in mm-hmm. Forever and um, Forever and Batman and Robin which came out to me after like the the cusp of like going from childhood favorites to teenager movies teenager movies um, which I wanted to to bring up there when I bring that up earlier was I kind of see two movies as like moving from 
childhood movies to like one that gets things moving. It's kind of like the, the there's movies that come out after it that I still feel are childhood movies. Right. And then there's the a second movie kind of like just completely goes in the deep end of, of adulthood. Not adulthood, but teenagerness and not a kid movie. Like I think Jurassic Park came out when uh, I was twelve. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. And I think that's kind of like where things started moving. I don't consider Jurassic Park a childhood movie. That was still one of my favorite movies of all time. And I watch it all the time as a teenager. watch it all the time as an adult. Yeah. It's, uh, it's but I don't see it in the same up. way as, say, The Sandlot came out that same summer. Mm. Uh, actually, one month before Jurassic Park. But I see The Sandlot as a kid movie. I watched yeah. a lot. And Jurassic Park is not, even though they're, they came out a month apart. But the themes in them are very different. Oh, yes. And the, I mean, and, and Jurassic Park, again, is a, especially for a kid it's a scary movie Mm -hmm. you've got things chasing you you've got monsters you've got uh i always think of uh the scene where they're going down is it into the generator or whatever and 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 she finds the arm yeah and she's like oh thank god and she pulls and it's his (laughs) arm and that really stuck with me and was jeff goldblum shirtless Jeff Goldblum Goldblum shirtless is always in fashion, always in style, always appropriate. Uh, Now, when DC and Marvel eventually become one thing, we can have Chase Momoa and Jeff Goldblum in the same movie. I think that movie would like implode from sheer (laughs) sexiness. It would not know what to do with itself. Because I'm sorry, I don't care. Like, he's getting older, he's still sexy. I'm still, it's still... Who doesn't love Jeff Goldblum? Right! And I I appreciate a guy who's not afraid to make fun of himself and not take himself too seriously. And I enjoy the kind of spoofs on himself that he does. Jeff Goldblum is best being Jeff Goldblum. Yeah! Well, and this this should be another episode of the podcast. Uh, Actors who have transcended character, who now just play themselves. Uh, Them and Harrison Ford and a couple other people. (laughs) Pacino, De Niro... Uh, Brando at one point, <laughs> for better or worse. Uh, we should put that on our list. That might actually be kind of an interesting conversation. Um, no, I, I think, I mean, there's movies I watched that, like, I, I watched Red Dawn a lot when I was a kid. That's, yeah, it's a little darker than you expect. Not because I actually wanted to watch it, <laughs> but because sometimes my brother had control of the television. Is your brother older or younger? He's older than me. He's two oh, years so, older than yeah, me. definitely. And he likes, him and my dad both like war movies, both like, <laughs> uh, my, my, my mother and my brother and I have a deep appreciation for natural disaster movies. My mom and my brother liked a lot of the action stuff that I didn't really get an appreciation for until I was a little older. Like, I didn't see Die Hard until I was an adult. Wow. Because my my mom and my brother loved it. It never appealed to me. And some of that was that I preferred horror. If I was going to do something that was more adult, it tended to be horror. And so action movies were seemed boring to me uh and i have a more of an appreciation for them now and the fun that they can be but um and the 80s was was the best time for action movies. It, yes maybe. Yeah. i'm not a big action movie fan i find yeah. a lot of them to be the same gripes that people give against our genre of yeah. the same thing over and over again exactly like this cheap put it out there and call it a day you know so many steve seagal movies that can only take so many with with cgi now becoming so prevalent in these movies too i i find them even less interesting because it distracts me. It's like that's a blue screen and a wire. Yeah, know? yeah, and if you can see that. it. Like compared to Die Hard, which was 
all practical. All practical, and, yeah. Uh, Red Dawn and mm-hmm. all the stuff from that era. Then that's Predator. Of, yes, exactly. <laughs> I, and, that, and that was one of the few that Predator and Terminator Two were two of the Dan movies. That's why I used to call them. <laughs> but they were two of the because my brother's name is Dan. Yeah. If y'all haven't figured that out, uh, it were two of the Dan movies that I really liked. And I, in retrospect, I think it's because those were also the two that had stronger genre elements. Like, uh, yeah, I consider Predator into or adjacent to horror. To horror, yeah. And I think I didn't even realize that. It often that the, gets into the, the conversation. People talk about it in horror conventions and in, in horror topics. But I interrupt you. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Uh, no, but I, I think even without realizing it when I was a kid, that was what I was grasping onto with those movies. That, like, they were. They were close enough to horror they're in that in the family and even terminator 2 you have all those sci-fi elements you've got uh terminator 1 i never liked as much partially because it this is kind of funny it bugged me that arnold schwarzenegger was the bad guy in terminator 1 like it really bothered me as a child because yeah, culturally he's the good guy he's the, the good guy and so and you don't need terminator 1 to get terminator 2 no you but don't that's how well the sequel it is that you don't need the first movie yeah because it's a completely different type of movie the first movie is essentially a stock slash yeah and the second one is a full bore action science fiction film and the first movie because when did the first one come out 84. it was 84 and so i saw it Probably for the first time when it had run somewhere. We had it on, I think on VHS. Uh, I probably saw it for the first time when I was maybe, again, like seven. And it really distressed me. It it gave me a lot of anxiety watching it. It was, it was too intense when I was a kid. Um, and so I, I didn't like watching it for that reason. Where the, the second one... You have Arnold the hero. You have, you know, you have this almost, um, the hero isn't the, isn't man. He's, he's, you know, he's the machine. And that. And the biggest hero of that, who's not a, uh, not a robot, is Sarah Connor. Who's yes. absolutely kick ass. Who's a badass and woman. you watch the first one, after watching the second one, you, she's just brought along by Kyle Reese. She's the, she's along, she's the, she's the damsel. Yeah. Uh, and, and that probably had a lot to do with it too because i i even think about a lot of the horror that i gravitated towards when i was a kid and i liked stuff with the final girls i liked stuff where you had these very strong women i like that even in a conversation about childhood movies we're getting into horror but to be fair for us I those were all, childhood yeah. movies I, i'm purposely moving away from that on my list but yeah seven yeah. i watched a lot yeah it wasn't the stuff i watched over and over again because they did a little bit freak out but not completely you know oh, i was i was <laughs> I uh, that's the USA version. It was the so. U- well. That's just it. They were they were watered down. And I do recall after a Friday the Thirteenth marathon when I was, oh, we were still in our old house. So again, I was probably eight or nine, and waking my mom up and making her tuck me in, even though it was like two in the morning. Um, in the summertime, we didn't have bedtimes. For those of you who are judging right now, it's not like we had anywhere to go the next day. Um, I remember once when I was watching Carrie uh, on TNT or something, and. Uh, my parents said, no, it's time for bed. I'm like, no, there's a half hour up to the movie. Like, the big part's coming up. And they're like, no, you have to go to bed. You have to go to bed. So, like, I just, like, just stood at their door banging on. It's like, can I watch Carrie? Can I watch Carrie? Can I watch Until they, they only watch the last. Yeah, eventually. Nice. So I missed a good ten minutes just annoying them until they let me watch the rest, of, the rest of Carrie. Well, I got into Twin Peaks when it first aired. I watched it the original run. And I started watching it because one night, I, I used to do this. If I had trouble sleeping... My parents would fall asleep watching TV, and so I'd sneak into, they had this little, 
like love seat at the end of their bed. So I would go under it and watch TV for a while. If I had trouble, fall, I would just like crawl in the yeah. room. Usually they'd already fallen asleep because um, I could hear them snoring. So I knew it was okay. <laughs> and they'd been watching Twin Peaks and I'd snuck in the room and started watching it and I got invested in it. So when they got into the show and started taping it, they used to watch it later, but I kept wanting to watch it with them and they were like, oh. Is this too scary? And I'm like, oh, since when are you actually regulating what I watch? Um, and hence, I started watching Twin Peaks at probably an inappropriate age. And it scared the shit out of me. But that was why I liked there's it. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of imagery in there. The imagery was I'm, terrifying. I never watched Twin Peaks as a kid, though I knew about it culturally. Just, right. But I remember, what I remember most about Twin Peaks is the uh, Sesame Street uh, parody of it. <gasps> yes. <Twin Peaks. laughs> Which was, and that's, but see again, that's good children's programming because they're parroting something that the kids aren't going to get the parody but the adults who have to watch sesame street over fucking over again are going to see that and be like that's brilliant thank you (coughs) uh it's i almost feel like some of that it's a nod to the adults who have to sit through children's stuff exactly it's that we we understand and we're with you we're not going to make a stupid, dumb stuff. And so you you hate watching the same cartoon over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And I really hope when I'm a parent that whatever I'll be watching will be good stuff that I wouldn't mind watching over and over again. Maybe just, all right, you can only watch these things, right? Of course, then again, it was a little easier to, to keep track of what kids are watching back back then. Because you, you had control. Everything. Yeah. And you're talking about, like, watching the same things on TV over and over again every time they were on. Yeah. I kind of wonder about this generation with that of... Do they have that option? Like they have, they have streaming. They have this. Are they just going to just flip through channels one day and find Jurassic Park on television? Of course, everyone knows Jurassic Park is right. But Batteries Not Included, which I watched all the time oh, as a kid on TV. Yeah. Like there's more Spielberg produced in this case. Like I think half my list is Steven Spielberg because well, it was the eighties. Well, and he produced stuff that was not exclusively, but a lot of stuff that that was in that kind of family friendly or at least. Family appropriate. Like the Goonies. Which the Goonies, is huge, yeah. Yeah, huge yeah. generation. Back to the Future he produced, to, which oh, is still a perfect movie. Back to the Future. Perfect movie. Oh. And that, the film that holding up, that holds up to a T. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, and uh, there was a, uh, oh, I just lost it. What was it? Crap. Oh. I have no idea. Yeah. But it's still culturally, like people still talk about it. Yeah. Continually. Like, it's something that people show their kids and they look forward to showing their kids. Yeah. And, uh, and it's going to the next generation because it's, it's, it's a timeless on. movie. There isn't too much in it that says 80s. Of course, it's made, made, it takes place in the 50s, so it takes place a lot of that. Right. But there isn't a lot of, like, direct 80s references. Yeah. Uh, that you aren't going to get. You know, everything that you would just immediately pushes off, like Jaws 19 and stuff like that, or <laughs> the weird version of 2015 that we didn't get. Right. Obviously. But. Here. Ignoring that, you still have this a lot of fantastic sequences, great mm-hmm. characters, great writing, mm-hmm. and it holds up time after time after time after time. When you have the jokes that land with the kids, you know, uh, Biff uh, with all, you know, calling someone was a butthead, butthead or yeah. yeah, butthead all the time. Like, that used to make me laugh like nobody's business when I was a kid. And you have the jokes that the parents are going to laugh at, and so you you have a very nice blend of. The little bit more infantile humor that kid, you know, kids like poop jokes, fart jokes. They like bad names. That oh, he called someone butthead. <laughs> That's so funny. He called you a butt. Like they, they kids like that stuff. I mean, they just do. 
uh, burps, things that, and then you have the jokes that, the, again, the parents are going to appreciate and, and like. Um, although another one that I, I watched as a kid but really isn't a kid's movie is Stand By Me. Yeah, that's on my list too. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's a really interesting one because, I mean, most of our generation, I think, watched it as a kid. They played it on TBS or TNT yeah. all the time. But it's, even though there's kids in it, it is not a kid's movie. It's really not. I mean, not in the sense of, like... There's still that spirit of adventure and being, like, a 12-year-old going on something. Right. Like, I, mean, I would say, I would say like, tweens, the, maybe. There's stuff but. you can relate to, but as an adult, you see, like, we're, like, the... The family life from these kids, and yeah, you see where they're broken, and these you see where they're heading, and see what happens with them, and it makes it all that much more powerful and sad. Yeah, because I just rewatched it again for the Stephen King panel at uh, Oh Crypto right, right, Con. right, yeah. Um, and it's it, it's also a perfect movie, to you. <laughs> that uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with the film, right? Um, but it is, yeah, it's accessible to a child watching it, yeah. as the spirit of adventure, and then accessible as an adult of reminiscing over that, and also. Mm-hmm. The Wonder Seeing Years. The bigger world, yeah. yeah. I never really watched Wonder Years, but I know it was out there. I my folks liked it. My dad, well, because and, and again, my folks were from that time <laughs> to an extent. Uh, my um, uh, there was a lot of shows that I f- they'd watch because nostalgia for them. So anything that took place in the fifties or the sixties, uh, a lot of times we'd watch. Be- Matilda, can, can we not walk on the keyboard, please? Yeah. Oh, 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 nope. Yeah. Um, she she likes you. It's really that's that's pretty good. And since I'm doing this one mostly unedited, she's doing me right in there. Yeah, well, it's you know what, right up as it is. I I she can be our mascot. (laughs) Um, but uh, it's the same nostalgia factor I think for our parents. The my dad talks about the music all the time. He loved Wonder Years because of the music that they played. So my dad's a big fan of uh, American Graffiti. Yeah, yeah. Oh, American Graffiti. Yeah. Of course, it came out when he was like our age or younger but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's still the only jump back like 15 years but it's enough right yeah um another one that uh i keep losing i keep losing my movies because i'm getting distracted um by the fluffy the fluffy shenanigans that's hanging out on our table right now uh you know it's one a kid's movie that i never like i watched it a lot as a kid but i was never super into it was the wizard of oz hmm. that one was never Never gelled with me the way a lot of other movies do. I was fine with it, but I, I don't know why I never really connected to it. I don't think we had a copy of it. I watched it when it was on TV, but... Yeah. And that was always an event when it was on television. The yeah. Wizard of Oz is playing. The Wizard of Oz is playing. When I will say, like, I still have cable partially because, like what you were talking about earlier, I really like, particularly around the holidays, Halloween <coughs> and Christmas flipping through the stations to see what's on because you have lots of movies playing christmas movies halloween movies just movies because you're getting into winter months you know people want to sit in and watch a movie and so a lot of the the best and the favorites will come back out exactly there's certain movies that you're flipping through and they're on like okay i will i will stop on this channel i will still do that with tremors if tremors is on i have to watch that movie I'm the same thing with Jurassic Park. Like, oh, it's on TV. I'm it's done. it's it's now. I it's have on. it on Blu-ray. Have it in 4K. Oh, yeah. I'm still gonna watch it again. Uh, the Halloween movies. I love the Halloween movies. Every time I find them on, I will stop and rewatch them, uh, or have it on in the background. Um, but I I really like. I also sort of miss like the 80s had a lot more specials. 
you had a lot more Christmas specials. I mean, we were like the, the California raisins, Christmas, <laughs> the claymation Christmas. It's oh, ridiculous, I but I love it so much. And it was a special thing. A Garfield Christmas was a special thing. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, there's a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving thing that hasn't held up quite as much to me. Um, but even like, I remember the two part Christmas episode of say a very special episode of Saved by the Bell. Uh, Good old eighties and nineties with their very they, special episodes. They're very special episodes, but they were. Oh, even um, I was obsessed with these, and I was heartbroken when they stopped airing. And now I think they're streaming. Um, there was the original Rugrats Christmas, Doug's Christmas, yeah. and the Hey oh, Arnold. And yeah. Rugrats did uh, Hanukkah, and they did a whole... They did, they did all that, but uh, the very first Rugrats Christmas where with um, Angelica selling the twins, each of them trading for the... Uh, the Magi style. The, yeah, 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 and, and, and Chucky being afraid of Santa. As uh, you should. As, as you, you should, should be. <laughs> and... Um, and Angelica then becoming obsessed with the fact that she was going to make the naughty list. Uh, that, like, that is Christmas. That was that used to bring me so much joy watching. And uh, 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 don't don't you do and, it, Matilda? Don't you do it? Don't you do it? She's like, what did I do? Uh, but um, I I miss that. I feel like we don't have like you have Christmas episodes of things, but you don't have. The, the kind of idea of the special, the Christmas special, the Christmas... Yeah, no, you or stream the, it, you can just watch it, you know. Yeah. Like, or, I bought a bunch of the specials last year on DVD because I knew that we wouldn't be able to watch them. Yeah. Live. And I, I miss that. I miss, I guess, I miss television events a little. I feel like they've they've tried to do it with the musicals, the live television event of this musical, but... Like, yeah, here's Grease and Hairspray and so, the Rock Remake, which wasn't live, oh, but... but and was not good either, so there was that. And, the, and in general, they've not been super great. I think the ones that have tried to do it in front of a live studio audience have been more successful. Yeah, the energy. Yeah, well, because that's just it. Theater is meant to be performed in front of people and not in front of cameras. You you lose some of the magic. Um, but the, the I don't know, the, the live event has kind of gone away. It, they still happen. You get the music events sometimes, but I, I miss that. I miss the special. Um, yeah, because I feel like that was a fun thing. Even as a kid, I used to look forward to those kinds of things. There's a special thing on television tonight. The Wonderful World of Disney. What's it going to be this week? Uh, I miss that. I think you lose that a little with being able to binge and stream. Um, anticipation. Because yeah, you, you have to wait. You have to wait. To come back around. Yes. Whether or tape it off the TV, and you still get the TV edits, but you still gotta. But you can't just like put it in. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Or and, just flip around or have everything there. Like I worked at Blockbuster forever. Yeah. I loved it. Like, and a lot of like a lot of the movies, uh, post Jurassic Park that I loved, uh, were because I now had full access to the video store. Because there's one about a block, yeah, about a mile from my house, and nice. around that time is when I my parents let me go and rent what you want. Where end up finding a lot of the stuff that uh, some people would have on their list, like Princess Bride, I didn't see mm. until after yeah. the 90s. Actually, here's something real. I didn't see Star Wars to after Jurassic Park. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I didn't see it to probably around that time because when I jumped in, that's um, when I'm now moving into sorts of things. that. So I don't have that part of Star Wars, but when I got into it, I got into huge. Wow. 
you know. <laughs> I, I do. Yes. 25 <laughs> years later, here we are, and it's it's still everything that I do. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. I didn't see the original uh, Star Wars. Or I saw that the least. They, they used to air uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi on TV all the time. They didn't air the original one quite as often. Uh, and so I saw that one the least. I remember rewatching it as an adult because I barely remembered details from it. Um, and again, I never got into Star Wars the way a lot of people did. Um, or people like me, right? <laughs> well, well, I mean, no, like, I, my, my, my nerddom went another yes. direction. And I, when I was a little younger, too, I liked a little bit more of the, I think, the fantasy. I liked um, the animated Hobbit. That was weird and yeah, creepy. I didn't see that and... until around Lord of the Rings came out. Yeah. So I went uh, and seeked out the other ones. Secrets of Nim was was huge for me. And again, you had Mrs. Mrs. Uh, depending on which version, if you know the book or the movie, Mrs. Frisbee or Mrs. Brisbee. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen both. So. Yeah, yeah. I mixed them up because I've read the and all the weird sequels that. Yeah, anyway, never watched Timmy to the Rescue. No, no. But no, there, there's there's books written by. Okay, the sequel books. The sequel books, but they weren't written by her. They were written by someone, I don't remember if it was one of her kids or someone associated with her, but, and they're fine. The The sequel books are fine. They're not, they're not as good, but they're, I did like the expansion on the mythology a little bit just because I was really, uh, talking animals, I was really into talking animals, but I was never as into, like, I liked Disney movies, I liked Disney cartoons, but that, for the most part, was not what I was watching obsessively. Yeah, I think for Disney movies, is like I was one and done for a lot of them. Uh, like, I watched them, and that was just about it, unless it came up at a friend's uh, house. Or, yeah. Then I went, oh, I want to watch Sleeping Beauty, which actually I didn't see until last year. But, oh, wow. Which I didn't realize that, too. I was watching Sleeping Beauty with Allison at, uh, at Cinerama for the forty for the 70mm Film Festival. Right. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm, I've known this, and it was playing. I'm like, I've never seen this. <laughs> like, but I guess I've seen a lot of it separately yeah yeah like you see pieces of things yeah never actually just like sat down and the same thing with et which of course i will fix this weekend yeah Um, you will (laughs) uh hopefully hopefully soon um i hated the little mermaid i saw it in theaters didn't super love it then and i grew to hate it more and i directed it for uh one of the youth theaters i worked at a couple years ago and i got to kind of put my own spin on it which i appreciated but i hate the message of it and i still do um i there's nothing against the production values or the music or anything well i hate the song part of your world um but uh i beauty and the beast that was the one that i liked the most partially because Belle was at least she was spunky yeah. she was smart she was different she wanted to learn even if she kind of put all that away for the beast uh, yeah. there's a whole different I usually stop the movie before we got there <laughs> honestly I would kind of stop it around the time she went back to the village and I was like I'm good I yeah. liked him better as a beast anyway I thought exactly. he was cuter everyone does uh, but, but I, no, I was like, funny about, uh, about Little Mermaid's scene I remember double featuring that and All Dogs Go to Heaven opening weekend oh, like, my grandparents took yeah. my brother and I to a lot of movies yeah um, and then those both came out against each other. Uh, so you had Don Bluth versus Disney. Um, and then I remember I liked All Dogs Go to Heaven more than I did uh, Little Mermaid, which I, I haven't seen in like 15 years. Hmm. But we went to see one, and then we went to see the other. One was my pick. One was my brother's pick. Right. Um, my brother wanted to see Little Mermaid. He's four years younger than me, um, so he was four. So, mm-hmm. um, And then I wanted to see All Dogs Go to Heaven, uh, so I went to see that. Um, but I did want to bring up 
talking about hating movies the first time we watched them or kid movies. Uh, now, when I posted that we were talking about this this week uh, onto our page, which, by the way, you should go to facebook.com slash cityofgeek and go to cityofgeek.com, which we didn't mention at the beginning. Yeah, well. um, the My friend Andy posted that his favorite movie is Kids American Tale. Um, oh, yeah. Which was the very first movie I saw in theaters. Hmm. The first, very first movie I did not like. <laughs> oh, right. How old were you? It came out when I guess we were like three or four. Yeah. But I remember going to see it and um, I was like, I remember not liking it then. My mom used to say like, that's the first time you went, that stunk or something like that. Uh, which I still haven't revisited it since then. Though I remember watching um, Five Goes West Five a bunch Goes of times. West, yeah. I remember watching the television show. I did just buy, um, a couple weeks ago, I did buy both those movies in a pack from like Big Lodge for like two bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll check them out here again right. soon. But that's awful. That's often, often one of people's favorites but i didn't like it then and i haven't revisited it since i was like three or four wow. um so i don't i don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna hold up if i watch it this time maybe i'll like it better as 30 35 year old 36 year old i remember liking as a kid but again it wasn't one that i ever felt the need to like i'm i'm someone too i will i rewatch. i rewatch even as an adult if i like something i almost can't stop watching until it's like so cemented within me that i'm like okay now i've absorbed it i'm good let's move on to the next thing and uh, hence me watching willy wonka and the chocolate factory every day that wasn't one that i ever felt compelled to one of the first movies i don't think it was the first movie i ever saw was one of the first ones i remember in theaters was uh land before time yeah i remember watching that more don bluth and yeah and it was it, it's a heavy movie for yeah, i mean a it, lot of stuff going on it's got a lot of stuff going on and and bleak again going to that you know and and i think the blue 80s stuff, animation was rather bleak yeah but i think i think the the blue stuff more than the disney wasn't afraid to go to some darker places overall i mean in terms of themes like you saw the dark you saw, like again yeah, hunchback of notre dame had some dark stuff in it you saw Cauldron from 85 which disney pretends doesn't exist yeah which thing, I don't they don't really have the rights to the books anymore so i think it's uh, part of they don't get all the money they don't get all the money a lot of lloyd alexander's estate gets a lot of the money yeah 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 <laughs> and then they kind of messed it up but anyway but the uh, i mean again like all dogs go to heaven land before time you have these Lots of death, yeah, lots of... Yeah, All Dogs Out of Heaven is built around dogs dying. Dogs dying, yeah. Uh, There's a dog hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, that's just, it's, again, and I can't imagine seeing a movie like that today. Or being made like that today. Well, I think some movies kind of start to go in there, and which one of the questions I asked, like, of recent movies that you think younger versions of ourselves would like like i went to see uh house of the clock in the walls a couple oh, weeks right. ago i love that movie fantastic film not a lot of people saw it it's sad um but i thought like 10 year old bob would have loved this movie from top to bottom and of course spielberg produced it <laughs> so, uh, there he is again. so you do you, or, you really like your spielberg yeah, who doesn't right or all the uh, all the stuff from leica Mm. Um, a lot of that is darker stuff, like yeah. Paranorman and Bob I love Paranorman, I really did Coraline like. Coraline, and um, yeah. now, like, with uh, Kubo, it also gets in a lot of this, you know, I still haven't themes. seen that. Um, and then the new one looks more... Actually, th- I thought the the new one looks very Aardman-esque. Um, the Missing Link mm. is their next movie. And, uh, oh, but yeah. But it reminded me of the Wall of Gromit. Yeah, it has of that humor. kind of style. Uh, very British-ish. Uh, <laughs> I would have been... 
all about, and I still, and I am, the Wreck-It Ralph movies. Mm-hmm. I love those. I loved the first one. I I loved the second one. Um, it, it hits a lot of the Kim buttons, the, like, the fun, the silly, but has, but smart. Yes. And, and good characters, uh, flawed leads. I like flaws in my my main characters because perfect is not interesting. You, you don't love all the Mary Sues and everything else? No. 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 Uh, you know, some of the... I will say some of the more contemporary Disney I do dig. Like, I went and saw Moana and I fucking loved it. Moana's fantastic. Coco's fantastic. They're on yeah. a better streak. Yeah. yeah, they come and, they come and go. Yeah, one, and I think they've they've had a more conscious effort to have more diversity, to have more, uh, to, one of the things I liked about Moana, and it was similar to, I remember seeing Mulan in theaters, and Mulan is still one of my favorite. Yeah, I didn't see that until as an adult, so I missed a lot of the mid-90s Disney, like, I missed that, Hunchback, I'm going to sell Pocahontas first time this year. So oh, Mulan wow. For, not Moana, Mulan for the first time about two years ago. Uh, same thing with, like, Allison showing me all the stuff, because that's my wife's seven years younger, so that's her era right. of Disney is that, and I somehow missed them all, maybe because I was a teenager, I'm like, eh. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, they are marketed, they're, I feel like, the appeal for... Because I saw a lot of these movies even as a teenager, but there was still an appeal there for me. Uh, and I used to see them with my aunt. We'd go to the Disney movies. In fact, that's who I saw Moana with. Um, but I loved Mulan because you were starting to see the cracks in the... Uh, let's do a story about a Disney princess who is not... Um, going to need someone else to rescue her who's taking initiative who's you know uh you were starting to see them maybe playing with the model of oh we don't just need to have sleeping beauty be asleep yeah and maybe she can do it herself um and so i appreciate that there is an effort for diversity for i mean love or hate frozen i'm on the fence for Frozen, to be honest. Uh, I, there's things I love, things I don't like. Yeah. I, for me, the, the kid elements are too kid. But I like the... Um, I like the sister story. I think that that's really lovely. Uh, and a nice message. And I like that the focus of and it... an ice message. <laughs> but I'm bump. Uh, I like that the focus of it isn't just girl with guy i like they rip into that yeah even if it does kind of fall through fall come through again with anna and uh what's his face but they don't they don't uh i mix mix all the see that's just i mix all the male characters in that up i can't remember any of their names um but it 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 moves a little bit away from that and so I, i appreciate that but i thought moana was genuinely nicely done uh I was never super into The Lion King, although the Tamor musical I like because I like all the, the puppetry. I know. I, I, miss, need to I have tickets for the 18th. <gasps> yeah. I need to get tickets. I've never I seen it. So I, I've, I've never seen it. Li- I've never I've seen never it I've never even live. heard it. So. Oh, it's the well, music's lovely. It's the same as, a lot of the same as the thing. But I mean, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, some of those stories just never super appealed to me. Uh, I, I, I didn't see Lion King until much later because it... My parents went. To, my you family went to see it when I was uh, when I was away to 
computer camp because I was a nerd. Still am a nerd. Uh, back then, I knew how computers worked. Now they break when I touch them. Ah. Um, uh, my yeah, my computer knowledge ended in like 1997. But the my parent they the family went to see it when I was away for for a week. I'm like, really? How dare you? <laughs> so I didn't catch it till like years later. But anyway, it I interrupt you about Lion King. Oh, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. But yeah, a very loved movie by so many people. And yeah. We'll see how the remake does next year. I haven't watched the trailer I, yet for that. Um, when see, I see it, I see it. I figure when I go see Mary Poppins, I'll see the trailer. I was there. I was never super into Lion King, so I'm I'm not super excited about the uh, what the, they're doing. In general, I've not been super excited with the live action versions they've been doing of the because they're not really offering anything Many new of them for me like i i will say that i like john favreau which is doing um lion king but he, yeah. his version of the jungle book i thought was a fantastic I update because it. It, it took a lot of like the first movie which is more like vignettes uh and turned into like a bigger story so there's mm. more of a, a through line okay and it really built on that the only thing i didn't like about that was um bill murray's baloo who i thought was really phoning it in yeah like it's more of like yeah look at bill murray because he sounds like he'd be perfect for this but right he like Obviously, didn't give a crap. He's like, <laughs> he was Bill Murray, and I'll take this paycheck. And there's a whole difference there for Bill Murray's like when he's good and when he's bad are two yeah. <laughs> different things. Oh, uh, I I forgot to mention this movie, but Bedknobs and Broomsticks. That yeah. was uh, I watched that more than Mary Poppins. When I was growing yeah, up. I liked that more than Mary Poppins. Growing up. Mary Poppins, I enjoyed, uh, but I clicked with Bedknobs and Broomsticks in a way I didn't with Mary Poppins. Um, and yet, it's a much lesser known movie, much less popular movie. But man, I loved because it because of Mary Poppins being. Uh, yeah, it was. You can see the influence of it, but it was. I loved the, and I mean, part of it was. I think I liked that Angela Lansbury's character was not perfect. She yeah. was a little cranky. She was, uh, you know, standoffish. She was uh, a witch and not uh, the positive showing of a witch yeah and 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 a little stuffy and and that mary poppins is so perfect practically perfect practically perfect in every way but it's it's and i think that's just it some of the some of these movies where you just have these perfect characters i didn't find interesting as a kid and i still don't as an adult like i liked that both of the the lead male or the because the male lead in uh Bedknobs and Broomsticks is very flawed, too. Um, he's like a con man or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Checking her into the magic school, which turns out she actually has magical which powers. Which turns out she actually <laughs> has magical powers. And and But I liked that you you had to, you saw growth. And in Mary Poppins, I get that Mary Poppins' growth isn't the point of the movie, but I... She's the character who you're... I mean, she's the title character. You want that. It's a lot of the Disney princesses are too perfect. Um... You want the flaws. You want to see that they're having to... That's pretty objective. Vanellope, Vanellope, what's your face? Yeah. I had to say Penelope Pit Stop, but that's... Uh, Van- Vanellope from, <laughs> from the Wreck-It Ralphs. Like, she, she is also... She's got her glitch. She's, you know... And she is... Can be obnoxious and, and impulsive. And, and Ralph. Ralph is the villain in his video game. And I, it's, it's... In general, flawed characters are more interesting. For me. Um... And I care more because we're flawed individuals, and I'm so perfect. what are you talking about? You're I'm practically totally perfect not, in every way. I'm totally not just mush mouthing my way through podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> my voice is perfect radio voice. Oh yes, totally. 
but yeah, I think that was a lot of the draw when I was younger. I tended to be more interested in movies that you had more flaws in your characters. Um, in fact, in Charlie and Chocolate Factory, I found Charlie to be kind of the most dull character. But I liked Willy Wonka. But everyone else had their fantastic flaws. Exactly. But their character. I like characters. Uh, and Willy Wonka. I mean, my God, Gene Wilder. Oh, Gene yeah. Wilder. He's amazing. He's amazing. We can't miss him. <laughs> um, but, uh, shit. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, threw I threw you. I threw you. I was trying to think of, of what there. Like, Because uh, I wanted to um, bring up, uh, like, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. Oh, yeah. I watched all the time. Like, yeah. Which are still comfort movies for me. Yeah. And me and Allison as well. Like, that's usually what we put on if like, we're in a bad mood or... Once a year, we'll watch both movies. Like, we just watched Values again at uh, Central Cinema. I played it mm, last week. That's right. That's right. It, uh, to a packed house. And it was yeah. it was awesome you know, to see it big. And as big as Central Cinema does it. Right. Um, for those of you listening in Seattle, go to Central. It's on Union 21st. And play nothing but nothing but uh, rep stuff. So, nice. Um, uh, the Sister Act movies. Those I were... didn't watch as a kid, but they're on my wheelhouse. I, I, well, and I saw the, because they had the musical aspect too. I loved movies that had music in them, uh, songs in them, had a good soundtrack. And my, I went and saw that. My whole family went and saw that. And uh, we, that was one of the VHSs. We owned the Sister Act VHS. Um, my whole family liked to rewatch that movie. And that's another one. If I catch it on, I will watch it. Um, that was Maggie Smith before I really understood who Maggie Smith was. Was she in this? Yeah. Oh, nice. oh yeah, yeah. She plays yeah. the mother superior. Oh okay. And it was for years. Anytime she popped up in a movie, that's how I'd refer to her as. It's the lady from Sister Act. Rather because I didn't know any better. Yeah. Again, then we didn't see that until we were adults. But exactly. Yeah, didn't come out too. Oh, an appreciation for the fact that by the time she was in Sister Act, she'd already had a very decent career. Yeah. But as a kid, I knew her as the lady from Sister Act. Uh, and so for years afterwards, that's how I'd refer to her as. And it wasn't until I got older and I realized that she was, you know, awesome. And amazing and everything. Exactly. No, she's... Uh, oh, the cast of Sister Act is actually quite good. There's a lot of, uh, like, oh, it's that person in it. Um, Stuff that, you know, 10-year-old Kim's not going to know, but, you know. Oh, yeah. And 30-something Kim understands. But even just, I mean, I still listen to the soundtrack for that. Again, talk about... It's, it's, it's if I'm walking and... Uh, uh, one of the songs comes on and especially I was raised Catholic so there is that little added element of liking the uh, you know Catholicism doesn't have to make you want to kill yourself um, but I feel guilty no matter what you think I was raised no, Catholic yeah. too so. yeah I, can't, I will never shake I'm retired Catholic now I will never shake any of my guilt for anything in life that's just how I spend my life guilty um, but yeah oh, that, those were, that was a big uh like movies I went and saw with my family, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire was another one that I went. Yeah, which, that was a huge hit. And time. now you're like, oh shit, that movie's problematic. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but as a child, it was hysterical. It's a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> and again, I didn't realize Pierce Brosnan was. I, I, for <laughs> like, years, oh, he was Bond. the guy from he was the guy from Mrs. Doubtfire to me. Before he was James Bond. Before yeah. he was James Bond. I think when the James Bond commercial first came out, I was like, "Oh, Dad, hey, it's that guy from Mrs. Doubtfire." <laughs> my dad's like, "Yes, dear." <laughs> yeah, I remember from Remington Steel because my mom used to watch that mm. show. So that's, I still kind of think of that before you even think of Bond because his Bond movies aren't even well. Besides Goldeneye, they're not good. <laughs> so that's implying that any Bond movies are good. Oh, well, they're, they're uh, problematic. For 
worse himself. Uh, incredibly huh? problematic. Uh, how that man has not died of an STD because he never once says, you know what we should do before we have more sex? Put on a condom. <laughs> never. Just saying. Anyway. I didn't watch any of those as a kid, so I uh, had to, there. and I still resent my dad. If you're li- you're they, not listening right dad now, movies but or dad movies? no, no, there. My brother doesn't. No, they were my father movies, and let me tell you, every time he gives me shit about watching horror films when I was a kid, I'm like, you made me watch Goldfinger. You know how <laughs> fucked up that is for a kid to see. This, like the, the sex that I didn't understand what was happening, and there's women, and there's oh no, no, dad. No, that messed me up more than any horror film ever would. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, 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 John Wayne movies too. That I was like, I don't. Yeah, I didn't watch. I don't John like Wayne. this. My dad's not I don't... a Western fan, so I didn't watch. God, I wish my dad wasn't a Western fan. My dad's not a big movie person to start with, so there's only a handful uh... of things that he really watched, and nothing. The only thing he pointed, he like handed to me and said, hey, watch this, which then he said later he regretted, uh, was the Monty Python, the Holy Grail. But that was, like, in 1995, so it was, like, well past the point of childhood movies. Right, 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 right. But uh, I, then that became everything. I suck up everything Monty Python after that, and he's like, I wish I never loaned you that tape. <laughs> <laughs> um... Whereas, like, my mom was the one who showed me Rocky Horror to start with, that uh, around, around, like, mid-90s we were watching, uh, we were flipping through the channels, and we came across Phantom of the Paradise. And uh, we were like, my mom's like, is this Rocky Horror? I'm like, what's Rocky Horror? So we watched the rest of Phantom of the Paradise, and then we went to the video store and rented Rocky, and, you know, <laughs> everything changed. <laughs> I, I used to, when AMC showed, I can't even make this joke, because, I mean, they are technically still showing old movies. It's just old movies are now movies from the 80s. Um, when I was growing up, uh, by the time I was a teenager like early teenager I had a TV in my room and I would be up late at night watching AMC when they were airing movies from the 40s movies from the 50s so that's uh like I saw the ghost of Mrs. Muir for the first time on AMC and I loved the, I still I have a DVD of the ghost of Mrs. Muir inherit the winds um these were also uh kind of childhood movies to me or again making that transition because uh, they were innocent they were you know GPG but they were more adults because they were about adults doing adult things about adults doing adult things yeah uh i first saw jane eyre for the first time the orson welles version on amc which made me want to read the book and i read the book and i was like this is nothing like that movie um but uh, uh a lot of of movies from the the 40s and the 50s and the the 60s became my teenage years i was really drawn to a lot of the the older movies um as well as then the supremely silly movies but uh that was all stuff that became very comfort food also yeah i had that for uh more of television on my end like yeah i used we spend a lot of time at my grandparents and watch a lot of nick and night so like when i was growing up get yes. smart was my favorite show <gasps> get smart and was that, my favorite show straight up like i and like we listened to a lot of oldies, so my music yeah, was like yeah. was, my Beach Boys, my Beach Boys and the Frankie Beatles were my Valley. favorite band until yeah. like to the mid '90s. I was like, hey, what's alt rock? Yeah, when I learned about new music because that's all we listened to. Like and watched so much of like Nick at Night uh, with um, yeah with 
Dick Van Dyke show oh, Dick Van Dyke and show. Carol Burnett show. Carol Mary Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler Moore. Watched all of those. Bewitched. Like, those I those love are the television shows I grew yeah. up watching. Uh, Mr. Ed, too. Yeah. I love Mr. Which, Ed. I don't know how that show survived as long as it did. There's like one plot? There's one plot. No, it's like, <laughs> I I, th- I rewatched an episode recently because I was like, oh, I loved this show. I'm watching it. I was like, oh my God, this is boring. Allison didn't believe that show existed. I mentioned it as a joke and she's like, what? Like, yeah, that's her singing the song. She's like, you made that up. A horse like, is a horse. Whoa. Of course, of course. <laughs> like, no, it's a real show. It's a and real I show, I up, promise like, you. It's like, and she's like, how did that last as long as it did? I don't know. How did Leave it to Beaver last as long as it did? I don't know. Dennis the Menace? Lassie? I mean, the dog was cute. But how many times can Timmy fall down the well? Every week for Every 10 years or however week. long it was. Put a cover on your goddamn well, people! We need a new Timmy. we lost another timmy oh dinosaurs that was oh i loved that show the the, the scientist side character mr wizard guy which i watched oh mr wizard Wizard. oh oh and uh double dare yeah and uh legends of the The hidden hidden temple temple. with old mech and (laughs) uh uh was the super supermarket shopper whatever with lifetime yeah i used to watch that i was obsessed with i don't understand why that was because I was a kid, but I could not stop watching that. Partly because I really wanted to do it. I really wanted to run through a supermarket and just shove things in the cart. I always like, why they didn't like, like, push the cart like, with their stomach and just go, And just go, right? <laughs> it's always like, like, don't be so... Just, like, just grab everything. Just, just You have shove, five minutes. You can get it. everything in that store. Right? <laughs> I, that, no, that always mystified me. Uh... And there, uh, uh, there was another one of the game shows. I can't remember what it was, but it was on. I think on Nickelodeon. Um, well, Nickelodeon shows too. Uh, Salute your shorts. Yeah, watch Salute your shorts. Hey oh, dude. hey, dude. There's uh, a, are you afraid of the dark? Yes. Yeah. yeah. There is something that took place in high school that I was trying to remember the other day. Sixteen, fifteen. Was the Canadian? Was it like the Canadian soap opera or? Oh, uh, Degrassi. <laughs> no, no, no. There's it was. I think it was 15 or 16. There was some sort of comedy. Cause I, oh, I, this there was comedy. I think it was a comedy. I don't know. This was maybe, a Canadian soap maybe opera. Maybe 12-year-old Bob didn't realize it wasn't a comedy. <laughs> but there, there was something joke that Allison referenced about living in school. And I said, I remember some TV show, which the the kids joked that this teacher was always wearing the same suit, so he must sleep at the school. And they mm. snuck back in at some point, and they, opened, they went to his classroom, and they opened up his uh, closet. And he was asleep, hanging from a hanger. Asleep, not dead. Ah, yeah, see, <laughs> uh, my mind went to dead. <laughs> hanging from a hanger with, like, a row of the same suit. And I mean to look it up to, like, if I could find what show that was. But I, 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 There was the Andy Mack show? or Alex Mack. Alex Mack. Yeah. Andy Mack's the... I, I watch Andy Mack. With I the, find it delightful. There's so old neck or... Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, my first crush. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Alex Mack, but that wasn't... Um, that was the late nineties. That was like Grand Time was like all that. Yeah, and yeah, and, and that uh, was like high school, Bob. Yeah, uh, yeah, middle school. I I salute your shorts and and hey dude, we're the big one. And then are you for the dark or the ones wild that and crazy really kids and wild and crazy kids? Um, uh, was it like Joy? No, uh, Fun House or something? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, is that? It's the automatic feeder. Uh, in which, yeah, they had to kind of go through and grab the things, and they had, like, the prize vault or whatever it was. No, this was the, like, the sketch show. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, it was okay. on SNCC, but I can't it was. Oh, like, that's, uh, you can't say that on television. No, that television. no, no. That was the. Which I used to watch. I used to watch that, too. No, this was, um, it played on SNCC, and it was, 
like Fun House or all, all Joy that. House or no, because Joy, all that was later, later. for me. Oh, I hated Roundhouse. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yes, I knew House was in it. No, I hated all that. It was. I think I was a little too old by the time it started. I thought that. I thought all it was dumb. That was really directly winky it was trying so hard and i found most of the actors really obnoxious i like the, the first season and then after that i think when amanda Bynes came on that's when it kind of like lost it because they mm. threw her from the camera continually and yeah she wasn't all that good no she was she was very very hammy in a, in a bad way yeah it was it tried way too hard um but uh oh, I, i'm trying to think of other stuff in the high school uh, I don't know. I'll have to. Yeah, I'll yeah. find it later. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, that was, like a lot of yeah, Nick. Of course, because Nickelodeon came out in like '78, so like it was very much our you know our yeah. age growing up. Like you know, watching yeah, you can't do that on television, and which is a Canadian import as well. Yeah, and British import. Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. It was up for one season. Yeah, uh, it was on the show. There's a YouTube channel I've been watching uh, about the history of Nickelodeon, going show by show. Year oh, by year. that actually um, sounds really cool. It's on Pop Arena. If I'll you have to look for that. Out. Yeah. Um, it's called Knickknacks. Knickknacks. They're, like, they're 1982 right now, so they're, they're using a while to go. He's it for really. Intense. They stuff. used to do a, a animated fairy tale thing that I watched when I was little. You used to watch David the Gnome. Yeah, David the Gnome and Maya the Bee. Uh, I know it existed. Never watched. Yeah, it. I, I oh, like when I was homesick. I remember Maya the Bee being on. Um, I remember watching Duckula and a Duckula! bunch of stuff in yes! from Britain, like Duckula and oh, Mighty Mouse and Duckula. Danger Mouse. And I don't know if all those are on Nickelodeon or different channels, but all right, Duckula, I yeah, or Count. Count Duckula yeah. and Darkwing Duck. That Darkwing wasn't Nickelodeon, Duck. but just, I loved yeah. Darkwing Duck. What's Darkwing Duck and uh, Gummy Duck Bears Tales. and Ducktales like, and, uh, and Tailspin. 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 Hell yeah. Yeah. Life Many is lives like a, a air hurricane. hurricane. Yeah, go to Duck, Ducktales. No, no, that's the Ducktales song. Ducktales. What was the Tailspin song? I don't know. But yeah, you're singing Ducktales. Uh, <laughs> but still, we're just uh, yeah, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Oh, Inspector Gadget. Yeah. That was a Nickelodeon. And Don Adams. Yes. Did the voice for that? I, and I did. Would you believe? <laughs> I, well, it's funny too because I, I was watching Get Smart at the same time, and it took a ridiculously long amount of time for me to realize that the voice of Inspector Gadget was the same guy on Get Smart. Yeah. Um. Like an embarrassing amount of time. Before I was a kids. kid, because yeah. you know we don't you don't think about those things when you're a kid. But uh, yeah, oh, those were such good shows. Oh, Get Smart, man that that show. I have I should rewatch that. I yeah, I had the had the first season. Of Does it. it hold up? I I thought so when I watched it a couple years ago. Okay, like yeah, you know, some of the stuff doesn't. It's obviously you know television from the sixties, right, so right. it's not gonna be as strong. But you know, Mel Brooks made the show. He kind of oh, yeah. walked away after a little bit. He right. set it up and then. And then it was like, his own thing. bye. Um, but like him and Buck Henry got that going. And yeah. Buck Henry, I think, stuck around and Mel Brooks took off. But it's still like his show, show, so it's still something. And uh, uh, Mork and Mindy. Yeah, I watched that. I loved Mork and I've Mindy. I've never seen an episode of uh, Happy Days, but I have watched like all Mork and Mindy's. I've never seen straight through. I've seen clips from Happy Days. I've never watched an episode straight through. Um, like I can culturally tell you about it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, no, it was, it never, never appealed. And I, I that didn't used to air at least i think i felt like if it aired maybe on tv land or yeah, something yeah probably something like that or um, tbs in the afternoon cbs i everything. used to love on new year's eve nick at night did their countdown to new year's thing where they would air like their most popular episodes counting down to you know their best episode or whatever and and uh 
I they used to, I don't know when they stopped doing it. I used to love it. Uh, people I don't know if people requested episodes, um, but it was a marathon that lasted for yeah, it was twenty four hours or twelve hours. It may have been twelve hours. Uh, and there was uh, I, I feel like multiple years the Mary Tyler Moore episode where the clown dies was often number <laughs> one. Um, but that yeah I always yeah, look forward to that. I don't remember particular episodes any any of the particular shows. I just remember just watching them like. I remember there's some that really stand out in my head. Uh, Dick Van Dyke, I kept watching for a long time too. I really liked. That was a really well done show. Yeah, yeah, and I and I uh, want to like revisit it and see how, how well it does. One well, and, and you got to appreciate that Dick Van Dyke is still still kicking, still kicking. Not well, I know. I hope I didn't just jinx it. Um, he's apparently in Mary Poppins Returns, so. Well, he better be. If he's not, then we're missing. It's funny that Julie Andrews is not in it, but she is in Aquaman, which comes out against it. <laughs> I love, which we can see a week early. Through Prime, yeah. Through Prime. I'm tempted to get a ticket, but I, I've been so saying, do I. Wanna pay, don't want to pay for it. Or <laughs> but um, I might do it anyway just to kind of clear it up. But yeah, we can look at that later. I mean, Jason Momoa, shirtless. Yeah, <laughs> that's what got to have. I, it's, I, there's never a bad time. Going back to uh, this movies generally, is there any other movies that we haven't talked about that young Cam watched? Uh, White Fang. White Fang, nice. I remember that was one of the ones that it was a Dan pick to go in the theaters, but I ended up really liking it. Because I liked animal stuff, although the dog fighting stuff really upset me when I was a kid. Uh, that was a good, like, let's have context when we get out of the movie and talk about why this was happening. Because I remember being really upset by that and afraid that the animals got hurt Actually, for real yeah. yeah and that's something Not i Milo still notice which <gasps> did but that's... i but i used to watch my oh uh homeward bounds the incredible journey that uh the one michael j fox voiced one of and, them and sally field and, and uh, uh bruce willis was it bruce willis? bruce willis did like the big dog i think okay i can't remember the big dog. i remember sally field and michael j fox very vividly um but those were those were big Kim movies. Yeah, I'm when... not a big talking animal person. So I, I see because I was I was an, I was uh, all about the kittens and the puppies yeah. for a very long kittens and puppies and you know machetes. So that was uh, <laughs> that was kind of my jam. Kittens, puppies, and machetes. That's uh, Kim's. It's the name of my memoir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, anything with animals, I tended to be pretty gung ho for, and if they talked, it was an added bonus. Um, oh, I'm sure I'm missing some. How about you? Is there anything we haven't really yeah, hit on? The, the other thing I watched, like, in rotation, was Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh! I see, and I was in Ernest. Ernest Goes to Camp and I, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yes. I loved and Ernest Saves Christmas. I saw Ernest Christmas. Goes to Jail on my, my birthday in, like, 1992, whenever it came out. Yeah. That was a big day. But Ernest Goes to Camp is the one I watched. You know what I mean, Vern? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? No, those were, those were, uh, those were, yeah, those were staples. Um... I'm pretty sure I wore out like a VHS or two of Ghost to Camp. Oh, uh, I need like I have them all. I haven't rewatched them. I need to get around. Like I bought like an Ernest box set. Right. Like, it's like, but do I want to watch it? Was it gonna work? You know, am I gonna be like, what was young me thinking? You know? uh, the Santa Claus. When yeah. I was a kid, I loved the Santa Claus. Um, we watch that every year. No, I still, like, I still her, like, watch that. I still watch that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I kicked you. Oh, no, you kicked my table, but yeah. that's okay. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, no, the Santa Claus. Uh, I remember seeing, like, I remember some of the Christmas ones I watched that 
that I was fine with, but didn't again didn't stick. Like Prancer, I remember seeing in theaters remember that and coming out. I was fine with it, but it wasn't it wasn't one that, and that had an animal in it, but it still didn't fully gel with me. The remake of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, I loved. I have that too. Yeah, Mara Wilson again. If you'd like it, uh, yeah, I liked Mara Wilson when I was little, or I shouldn't say little because I was. A couple, no, uh-huh. I guess I was. I'm a few years older than her, I think. Yeah, she, Mrs. Doubtfire, she's in there. Yeah, Marvel's yeah. Marvel's all over the place, and now she's doing awesome stuff on her own. She is, is. She really is. Uh, anything else that we... Um, I think my list covered just about everything there. Uh, didn't mention Hook, more Spielberg. <gasps> Hook! Hook yes! was like my favorite movie until like, dra- like when I first saw it, and then it was then until Jurassic Park took over, so Spielberg, Spielberg. So that was another one we had the actual copy of not just taped off television that was a we owned a copy of vhs copy of that it's also one of the ones i'm afraid to pick up because i know its reputation is its shit <laughs> so i'm like do i want to watch hook and like hate myself for it or do yeah. i want to just like leave it but i wonder if like one of the things i wanted to push we're almost out of time so we can't get into this too much but of watching movies from childhood or movies that would appeal to you as a child like do you try and watch it with nostalgia glasses on or try and approach it as you know, as an adult, like if I think of Hook as like a ten-year-old watching it, right? I'm watching it as a thirty-six-year-old, but a pur- purposely approaching in that way, like I was saying, how much I loved uh, House of the Clock and Squalls. I right. appreciate it now, but I tried to also see it as the target audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like Wish Upon, we talked about last year, like approaching it as a twelve-year-old. As a yes, it's really good. Approaching it as a thirty-six-year-old, it's not. <laughs> well, and I think I, I think I enjoyed it as a thirty-six-year-old more than you did, but partially because. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of like working with kids too, or working with teenagers, and sometimes having the mentality of one. Um, the the I like like I still watch the dumb. I like a lot of the the CW shows and some of the freeform stuff. I like the teen movies that come out. Um, there's a part of me that's that's like yeah, I still really dig these. Uh, I think some. Movies, it's hard for me to take nostalgia glasses off of because if I have that deep a love for something, I can't be impartial about it. Um, I rewatched Squirm, uh, which was one of the... It's the first horror film I can remember watching. Oh, wow. With my mom. When we I was, were watching on Mystery Science. I don't... I was like five years old and it, I remember watching it with my mom. And again, years, because they used to air on TV a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's the first horror film I can recall watching, and so I I have a real like special association with it. And I I wrote an article about it for it was one of the first issues of Belladonna, uh, and and I rewatched it. I have it on Blu-ray, and I can't look at it with anything but love. And it's a ridiculous movie, but I love how ridiculous it is. Yeah, it's 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 really fun, and it's I'm not a big really fun. Insect- Type, uh, it's not insects, but uh, that type of that type thing. of creepy crawly. Creepy like creepy crawly is actually uh, creepy crawly me. <laughs> so fair enough. But I, did, I have well, seen in the shower st- when or when he's got them like when they're controlling him and he's got the worms coming out. Anyway, um, so there there's ones that like I don't think I could ever look at like Dark Crystal or uh, Last Unicorn or some of those and not love them. Sister Act, I fucking love that movie. I will never not love that movie. Um, is it a good movie? It's hard for me to s- be objective about it because I, I have such a deep love for it. Mrs. Doubtfire, I think, is more obviously problematic now where I can look at it and be like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. But there's also the part of you that still wants to laugh at all the ridiculous things happening. Uh, I think maybe sometimes it's like, you might watch it. Like, I watched, I showed Allison Neverending Story 
about yeah. By the time we started dating, about about seven years ago, she hated it. Huh. And be, like, and then because of her kind of ripping into it, I kind of like started to see it this way. I'm like, this isn't very good. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. This is a lot of this is like badly done with this and that, and really awkward and like. And then it's like, then I kind of like, man, should I watch show her more stuff from my childhood? Like, we, Gina uh, had never seen Goonies, so it's take her to see uh, Goonies. She enjoyed it, and she understands why people would like it. And I still enjoy that yeah. of it. Um, but it's she's like, yeah, that wasn't my favorite. No, uh, but at least in this case, we didn't like rip it apart, right? Like, like and like to be fair, like Goonies was never one of my favorites growing up either. And part of that is um, the lack of like, there's not as many. Female yeah, characters which in is it. a big thing for Allison too. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely understand that that point. I, I, well, I feel that way about a number of some of the big movies I've had a tr- trouble connecting to. I, I think it's some of my lack of being able to connect to Star Wars. Like you've got Princess Leia, but and that's really it. that's really until, it until now, yeah. until now. And and I love the new Star Wars movies. Like I I love Rey. I think she's a fabulous Rey character. Is fantastic. Everyone's fantastic. I think like for when it comes to that, like. They were all instantly iconic. Yeah, and and, and I you. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. But I, I I'm much more drawn to the char- those characters now. Um, one of the reasons why I started reading the Harry Potter books in college around the time of the first movie, because uh, for I think it was my sophomore year of college, the first movie came out, and a bunch of my castmates in the show I was doing were going to see it, and I was like, I don't know what this thing is. I've heard about it. Sure, I'll come with you. And. Uh, and from that, I, I started watching the or reading the books. But I think the only reason why I was able to get into Harry Potter as much as I could is because I love Hermione. Partially because we're hero. both... We, she is, and we're both bushy-haired know-it-alls. So yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, you know... Um, That's why I edit out half of the stuff you talk about. You just go off and... Take I do, I do. No, I, I, I never stop talking. I'm like the Energizer Bunny. Uh, my poor parents. But... Um, uh, I, I do find, and as I get older, I'm noticing it's, I don't know if getting worse is the right word for it, but like, I am unable to, I can't bring myself to care about a lot of movies if they're, even historical movies, like the the one about uh, going to the moon, could not bring myself to care about it. Uh, yeah, the uh, first man. First man. I, I was like, thought. I give zero fucks about this movie. Uh, I still haven't seen Dunkirk. I'm sure it's. Her is great. Fantastic. I'm but sure. It, are I'm sure it is. Zero female characters. But I'm. I'm. And it's. It's not fair. It was. A, it's a historical movie. But I just. All my life. All my life. I've had to watch. History of men. Mm-hmm. And I'm. Bored. As it should with, be. No, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. but it's. It's. it's, it's no, I'm kidding. It's. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 now that I'm older, I'm just like, I'm tired of I want to see, and I think part of it is that we're finally being given movies, and so once you get a taste for it, you're like, no, I'm fucking latching on to Wonder Woman with my hands, and until Captain Marvel's out, <laughs> I'm going to be sitting here holding on to her skirt being like, no, you've given me a female superhero. We got this. We got this. You're going to fucking keep giving me female superheroes, you assholes. As, um, much, as, as, as much as the assholes, the neckbeards are complaining about it, you know, it's like... Shut up, assholes. You still, like, the new Ghostbusters doesn't make the old one. The no! Year. And I love the new one. I don't care. And <laughs> you know? I've, I, the I, new one has its issues. It has right. a lot of actual but it's, but issues it's with fun. it. But I, I still love the hell out of it. And it's great characters. Uh, and, and the original has all sorts of issues that people want. Exactly. Like, because like, because my childhood. Plotting, the plotting of the original Ghostbusters is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me the timeline of that movie. You can't. It goes, like... Winston says this happened yesterday, but movie-wise, it happened like weeks ago. Yeah, and there's whole sorts of things like that. There's 
writing issues all over the place in that movie. But it's it's uh, I, I I love Doctor Who. I stopped watching Doctor Who a couple years ago because I got bored. And I started watching again because they brought in a female doctor. Yeah, I need to catch up. And I love it. And she's awesome. And it's so... I like that they're acknowledging that, like, there's things that she's being questioned on she never would have been questioned on before when she was in a man's body. And I love that so much because it's so true. I put up... I posted something about mansplaining on my Facebook page and... You got mansplained. I got fucking <laughs> mansplained by a guy who I know, and he I, he if he won't listen to this, but on the off chance he is, I'm sorry, you mansplain all the time. And what do you say in it? Like, person-splaining. I'm like, no, fuck you, it's mansplaining. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, it's all his post. But, I, no, I'm, I'm like, dude, it's the fucking construction guys. It's my units being worked on. They mansplain to me. Not that I know, but they'll, they'll, they'll say things so condescending. And I'm like, if I watch them talk to my dad, they don't talk to my dad this way. And, and so this was a really long ass tangent. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but I, I think, I, I really think that's where there's, there's movies I have trouble getting excited about now that it feels like it would be a chore to go see. Cause it's one more story about a, a male character and it's not that that's i mean that's good it's not that we shouldn't have those but as a kid you had to fight to find the ones that weren't just i mean yeah especially like for for people who are age yeah yeah, yeah. Course, you know of course i grew up you know a white male so i had all the stories you had all the stories <laughs> but i but i appreciate that that's out there now like i love that the, the photo of the little girl next to uh, Gal Gadot and the oh. the, uh, the other the other ones with the with the girls freaking out over seeing the new Ghostbusters and, yeah and it's like and of course it's only two examples and but um, well when the I love the what I I watched probably like fifty of them women posting their daughters reactions to the new Doctor Who being a woman mm-hmm. and man I got teary eyed watching that um it, it's. <laughs> this is a whole other episode of the podcast. I've turned this into something that has nothing to do with what we're. But it's like seeing like the our child like being a child here. Yeah. Child, childhood princesses now being generals. With yeah. Princess yes. Leia now General Organa. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that, I generally call her General Organa now rather yes. than even talking in the in the past. Uh, even though I call her Princess Leia like twice this episode, uh, I generally refer to her most, mostly as Space Mom. Space <laughs> Mom. Oh, uh, I like Space Mom. And the, um, that's what Alice and I called you know Han and Leia Space Mom and Space Dad. Uh, they're my OT. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but we also, uh, but Robin Wright and, uh, in, from Princess Bride from to, Princess Bride uh, to, uh, being the, uh, or being the general of the Amazons, yeah, like exactly. this badass bitch where you're like, that's right. And so well, of as a character, they added seeds of her in, in Justice League, which so just like sucked, but it's a whole different thing. But yeah. at least she got more screen time. But there. she got now, more screen time. And I've heard the new season House of Cards is awful, but she's the president, kicking ass. <laughs> and it's, it's, I look at the movies that still to this day are real dear to me, and a lot of them are ones that have female leads or female, I mean, again, uh, Mrs. Brisby, or Frisby, um, she's a really interesting character because she's fairly meek, but she has to pull on a lot of strength and i love the rats of nim last unicorn unicorn's a lady uh there's there's and yet like again goonies i liked it but it wasn't one i had to rewatch a million times because i just the women are there because of the dudes because of the dudes um a lot of the you know even there's the sex bot and then the the ugly one and then the ugly one no there is and i like 
I, I'm sorry, Ghostbusters. I liked it. Data is a plot point, really. But I didn't. It. I. I didn't connect to it. And I like ghosts. And I had trouble connecting to it. So it, it's... That and it gets it all wrong anyway. Just kidding. Well, we're not even going to get into that. We'll save that episode for later on. But uh, I, I think that there's a reason why Disney princesses are not perfect, but they're women. And they're women who are headlining their own films. So did I continue to go see Disney movies past when I was probably interested in them? Yeah, because they were women headlining movies. Often being rescued by men, but they were still women headlining their own movies. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm excited that we're finally, I mean, I, I identify so much with Vanellope, like she, she, she's my Disney princess, uh, little obnoxious thing that talks too much, you know, what's there not to love? Um, so Sarah Silverman's perfect for that. Thing. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. That's, it's, uh, but like Sarah Silverman, I appreciate her. When you're at Disney last week, I was joking that, uh, can we put Sarah Silverman and Patton Oswalt like in, in Disney movies? Imagine the outtakes there. Like, imagine like if you ever oh, get like Remy and uh, and Vanellope in the same movie. That recording session is going to be insane. That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for the kids movies that are happening because I think there's some really awesome stuff, and I think there's some yeah, really like, awesome stuff for. As bad as- issues that frozen has it's still great there. it's still moana a- doesn't need anyone else you know, yeah she, and she, now what, what i love about moana is that you're know, solving the, the issue without like the big fights like yeah nope, you need to be loved you need to be like lo- yes. here's your heart back here's and problem solved here's compassion yeah. here's i'm i recognizing harm that's been done to you um some man fucked you over by stealing your heart yeah hmm <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's right over there, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> imagine first, I can give you back the heart, and then we can go but back. Like, <laughs> men fucking things up, and women having to be like, all right, let's come in. Which, and I, I understand why some of the men might feel frustrated right now, but I, uh, feeling like, but it's not like. They're still getting. They're, they're, they're still st- getting all the Marvel movies, pretty much. Yeah. They're still. Uh, the stories are still there. Yeah. St- and I, I love the Marvel movies. And the old movies. ones are still there too. Yeah. yeah, and I mean James Bond's still a man. James Bond will always be a man. You're still getting all your dude bro comedies. You're still getting you know your superhero movies. You're getting your Aquaman. You're getting your like. No one is taking anything away from you. Um, they're just telling more stories, and not just women telling more stories of of people. Uh, who are not just whites and telling more stories of, of of people who identify differently. It's 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 a good thing. Representation matters. Exactly. I've gone on a really long rant. I'm <laughs> apologize. We we are a little bit over time, but it's been fine because I think conversation's been been wonderful. Actually, talked a lot more about uh, a lot more things than I expected, which is which is <laughs> glad to see because I was worried that we'd just be like listing things that we liked. So we just talked about children's movies and children's entertainment on the whole. Yeah. Uh, rather. Uh, on how it's changed and how things have... have the evolution uh, of it a little yeah, bit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more than simply just going through, like, oh, I love Ernest Goes to Camp. I yeah. loved... Uh, I watched Great Outdoors too much as a kid, which I didn't mention earlier. Or, yeah. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck, that's actually Uncle on there. Uncle Buck. A bunch of uh, John, John, John Hughes Candy stuff. And, this, yeah. John Hughes and John Candy things were on TV in a loop. So yeah. Bueller. Of course, he's on in Ferris Bueller. Yeah, but, yeah. but he's in Little Shop of Horrors. I watched a lot as a kid. Oh, yeah. That also was on a loop. That and... Um, I, I link them, uh, even though they're not similar but i link that in clue because they're always on tv like i swear they're levels yeah. on tv at the same time no they often <laughs> did pair those together i, I feel swear like. i watched clue and little shop of horrors like as a double feature too many times <laughs> and yeah and of course clue it's uh 
more something you more appreciate as an adult. Oh yeah, the humor but, gets. But I still I remember but watching. Right, when the I was writing humor is good and slapstick humor balances well, out. I used to really like the. Uh, like Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, I'll, I'll I watch loved that. that. And and it was funny to me as a kid. It's funnier now as an adult. Yeah, people give a shit, but I think it's one of my. Oh, I love. I fucking I love, love that. that movie. When, when you compare it to some other stuff in this canon, it's not as strong, but it's still a solid, solid comedy. One to me, like I remember seeing Hot Shots when I was younger. Yeah. And I, it's around the same time. So. Yeah, it was around the same time. I liked Robin Hood Men and Tights more because I think it was more accessible to a kid. Oh, absolutely. The Hot Shots references and the Naked Gun movies. I used to watch Naked watched, Gun yeah, movies. Yeah, I watched a hell of those too. Even though it, as a child, I did not understand a lot of the references. The slapstick stuff still resonated yeah, with me. Slapstick works. Yeah, no slapstick. And how old you are. Like, Leslie I Nielsen. Oh, I loved Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, and then, of course, watching like some of the shows you just mentioned, I watched the TV cuts. So yeah. a lot of the even more riskier jokes I didn't see until mm-hmm. VHS, until DVD. Some of the sex stuff um, that mostly... Like the, the nice beaver joke or the condom joke. And yeah, when I would come out wearing the full body condom. Yes. I didn't get that. I, I did not get that I joke. I didn't even see that joke until, yeah. until I bought it on DVD. <laughs> I, think, I think the first time I ever saw it was probably on one of the like HBO or Showtime free weekends. And I did not... That joke went completely over my head. I did it, not understand it. Then it goes it. away there's a whole other joke right afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the chastity... Belt joke yeah. in Robin Hood that I did not understand that when I was little. Smith. Yeah, they did not get that at all. Uh, so that's the thing: the the stuff goes over kids' heads. It's not going to damage them. And and, not gonna... uh, we are over time. I'm going to ask okay. anyway. Uh, any particular books or book series that that you were just totally gaga for? Uh, I started reading the Babysitters Club when I was like six, and I was all about the Babysitters Club. Uh, that's huge nostalgia factor for me. Uh, the scary story, the are you uh, the uh, scary story still in dark? Hell yeah, yeah, I I have that my goosebumps. I was it was oh, on yeah. my well, growing up. I skipped skip goosebumps. I went straight to right to Fear Street or Fear Street, <laughs> the Babysitter. I, my parents would buy the packs of books at Costco, yeah. and they used to buy packs so of books. Stein and Pike, yeah, back and, forth. and they would just like shove them at my brother and I when we went to our cabin. And so I grad, I started reading Arl Stein, Christopher Pike, and again when I was about six or seven, and then graduated Stephen King pretty quickly. Because I was a weird kid. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But uh, Stephen Gamble yeah, inspired right artwork. Uh, as, we, as we point something that no one can see, but I I'll take a picture well. of it. We can put it up. Uh, so those were some of my like. I I was really into those when I was younger. Uh, how about you? Uh, besides uh, Goosebumps, I did read a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. I read was a little older stuff. Like I read a lot of the Hardy Boys. My grandparents mm, are mm-hmm. buying me those books, so I've read. I read all the older ones. I didn't like the ones that were coming out then. Yeah. Um, uh, Encyclopedia the, Brown. Yep, that was actually yes. on my list there. I went, read the hell of Encyclopedia Brown. I and love Encyclopedia from, uh, Brown. Donald Sobel. Sobel yeah. I think it was his pen name anyway. Yeah. Because like, the person writing, uh, the people writing Hardy Boys and Auntie Drew were all pen names. Right, yeah. Because they it was a um, group of... Yeah, it was like, I think her, I can't, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, who was, who, was writing, who the name was something Dixon. Um, and then I read a lot of like Beverly Cleary, like James oh yeah, yeah, and, the and Ramona Quimby, age eight, uh, Henry Higgins. I never read that one, but I did read. I read a lot of Roald Dahl. Yeah, Roald um, Dahl. Oh yeah, Roald Dahl. Matilda. I yeah, loved exactly. Matilda, and and uh, the BFG. Yes, loved the BFG. And I, I like that movie too. Before Spielberg. I still haven't. I still haven't seen that. I need to. Uh, and then uh, where the Red Fern grows, I read a lot as a kid. To be fair, I read that a lot for school. Yeah, but I did read it again and again. I. Uh, Treasure Island. I loved yeah. Treasure I Island. The, the the cut ones that we were talking about. Right. Earlier, that one. I 
I got, I, I read that book so many times. I think I, I wore my copy to pieces how many times I read that book. I wanted to be, I was obsessed with pirates for a while. I really learned, I wanted to learn all about them and, and I found them very romantic and now I realized that was not the right impression I should have had of pirates. But again, as a kid, they're swashbuckling and there was a few female pirates like Anne Bonny and I was really into the idea of a, of a lady pirate. I thought that was cool. Um, feminism, even then. Always. Always. But that's, uh, yeah, essentially everything I had on my list. This one, to, I'm not going to talk about it, but it's like the, I'm just to follow continuity wise. Yeah. Earlier today, I, I did, earlier in the podcast, I mentioned like two movies. One was the beginning of the transition, one being the end, the beginning being Jurassic Park, the end of the transition being Scream. <laughs> 15 is kind of like where the change was. So where, the, where, between, cha- where the change happens. Yeah, between Jurassic Park and Scream was the transition. Did your voice change at the same time, Probably. too? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As, a, as you were screaming, it yes. suddenly took on a new. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think I've, I mentioned everything else here on my list besides uh, a couple movies that like I saw as an adult that I thought I would like as a kid, like right. that I should have seen in the eighties, like like Adventures of Babysitting. Um, yeah. So I completely missed that, mm-hmm. um, and um, and stuff that I saw then but haven't revisited. Like I loved uh, in theaters the Adventures of Pippi Longstocking in eighty eight. <laughs> Like King Ralph and King Ralph. Like that. Like, I loved King Ralph. All I have are my fleeting memories of being like eight and watching them. Yeah, so I have no idea how good they are at this point. <laughs> I have <laughs> I a feeling. Like don't want to revisit. You're you're almost afraid to ruin the nice memories you have yeah. of some of these movies because they like King Ralph's one. Other than I think John Goodman will hold up. I don't know if the movie itself will hold up. I haven't seen it since I was yeah, a kid either. Like that and like, well. Kind of, there's a couple other things I didn't write down on my list that like came out around then. That, yeah. That I remember seeing because we went like every week. Like I remember. Yeah, yeah. Series. We saw like so much stuff. Like we were seeing Ghost Dad. Oh, coffee. oh, uh, I, yeah. I, I used to s- love Ghost Dad. Uh, yeah, that, I can't like that anymore. All stuff, a lot of stuff in the late '80s, early '90s that mm-hmm. like we go every week and watch. That I can't think of titles now, but someone said like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that once and liking it then. Um, and a lot of the the, the family shenanigans, yeah. the kind of. Your Mom, Dad, Save the World. Yeah. Well, Stupid is like 95. But stuff like that, it's like, it's probably really bad. <laughs> but at the time, it was fun. But, um, uh, oh, I remember the other thing I was saying about it that I saw as an adult that I loved as a kid was, uh, I think it's called The Intruders. Yeah, or uh, it's a Joe Dante movie about going to space. I don't know if I ever saw it. Oh, uh, uh, Last Starfighter. I haven't seen that. Oh. <gasps> Bob, that's up I your know. alley. Uh, and the the mouse, the the mouse movie. Um, Great Mouse Detective or Little Stuart Little? Uh, no, the no. um Ra- Ralph was that his name? Ralph. Oh yeah, I'm, I have vague with his little motorcycle. That. I remember that now. Yeah, the uh, there was books as well. Yeah, uh, there was books, but there was some movies that aired on like Saturday morning television. Yeah, I think they're like I used BBC to love those. adaptations or something. And they're so cute. And I remember watching the crap out of those as a little kid on sa- specifically Saturday morning television. And he had his cute little motorcycle, and he'd ride around, and he had a little helmet. But like, I remember. like mice and roll doll. We have the witches, which are yes, Angelica Houston, and the book is great. The book's great, yeah. The um, book's even more snarky and mean. <laughs> oh well, I mean, his books were yeah, they were not nice. They were they were uh, not meant to be nice either. Like, and that's kind of why I liked them because you could all you could tell that this guy. He wasn't trying to pander, yeah. which a lot of children's literature 
kind of talks down to kids in a lot of ways. And this guy was just like, nope. I'm telling you the story. And if the kids like it, the kids like it. Exactly. This happens to feature a five-year-old as the main character. Right. But it's a, but but her parents are shits. Yeah. And, and, and he directly says so. Too. Yeah. You know, it doesn't like... And it's something you don't see often. Like, no, your elders are telling them fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like, just puts it out. And you got to appreciate that. It's like, no, they're horrible human beings. Yeah, the adults in a lot of his stuff are, are off, yeah, like, in Charlie Chocolate Factory. You know? Not great. Not great. And even the ones that are good, like, you've got in the buckets in the sequel, you've got the grandparents who have their own issues. They won't get out of bed. And there's there's a lot of yeah. kind of... Don't give me that Grandpa Joe not get out of bed until he has something to whip for. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's it's a, it's. Oh, I can go to Chalk Factory. I'm okay. It's yeah, we're, we're I, good. I know we don't need to work. No. Um, her family's trying to support four people who won't four grown adults who won't get out of bed, but that's but still fine. have money for cigarettes and everything. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway we are well over time. But okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it up as it is. We're gonna be an hour and fifty minutes this yes. time because I don't want to go through and edit this. No. And uh, <laughs> uh, which congratulations, I, everyone! You met my cat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you are listening to this, you haven't listened to this before, we do try and keep it to about 90 minutes. I usually edit it down, but uh, this time we're going a little longer without even without Cody. Because um, so, Kim can't stop talking. So thank you for listening. We are City of Geek. I'm Bob. I'm Kim. Find us at cityofgeek.com, at Facebook, Twitter, uh, on YouTube. I'm, put, I'm posting the, the podcast up on YouTube if people like to do it that way. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud. However you found us, thank you for finding us, and hopefully... Some of the listeners are people who just don't know us in real life. (laughs) But Uh, those of you who do know us in real life, thank you. And if I said something bad about you, I probably meant it. And uh, yeah, we're going to skip talking about things we've seen recently. Uh, Besides that, we we did see Anna the Apocalypse the other day. Yeah, we did. Highly recommended. Reviews coming up soon for that. Thank you. Have a great night. (laughs) And go watch some children's stuff. Yeah.